set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we are discussing Dear White People from 2014, directed by Justin Simeon. Uh, guys, okay. <laughs> this was my bad. So, um... I'm just going to, like, claim all my credit for this because this was my mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommended that we watch this movie since we watched School Days. I thought that this is kind of like the daughter of School Days. Mm. In some aspects, I felt like School Days is definitely, like, a parent of this movie. And... Uh, it needed to do a better job of raising its kid, bruh. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Ashley, do you want to explain what this movie is about? Uh, so I'm going to switch it up as well. and Because I know we do our, our recommendation and if we liked it or if we didn't like it. I'm just going to flat out and say I did not like this movie. <laughs> I did not either. I hate it. Yes. Um, and that's mainly just because of... Like you said, this is kind of like school days and it ha- follows it, it falls into a lot of the same traps and has a lot of the same problems as school days did. So, yeah, I just wanted to get the fact that I do not like this movie out of the way because it's going to color, I guess, how I describe this movie to everybody. <laughs> uh, Dear White People is about, um, at least according to Wikipedia, is <laughs> about um, escalating racial tension tensions at a fictitious Ivy League college um, and it's told from the perspective of four black students and I can list them out for you now. So there's Samantha who is the quote-unquote militant host of the radio show Dear White People. Uh, There's Troy who is the jock and the son of the dean of the school. Um, He dates a white girl and he um, smokes weed in the bathroom and writes raps but he hides that from everybody um you got Coco (laughs) it's just (sighs) okay so you got Coco Coco I love Coco actually not not in this but like I just (sighs) I feel like she had the most um she had the most fleshing out that probably could have been done, which I heard, or at least I read in the show or about the show, the Netflix version, because this actually does have a Netflix version. Um, most of you probably know that. I have never seen it, but apparently she gets a lot um, more of her character fleshed out, which I think is a good thing because they kind of did her like super dirty in this movie. Yeah. But Coco is a dark skinned girl. Um who tries to assimilate into like white culture she um wears blue contacts she has uh, a very straight wig and she's ashamed of her skin color and her real name which is calandria she's got like, like kind of a classic yeah like <laughs> yeah she does kind of have like a riff on <laughs> kelly Rowland. 
Because Kelly's is what, Calendria? Uh-huh. I love a good I love a good black ass name, honestly, because I mean I Ashley, like Brittany. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Brittany. Hey, yeah. We're the we're the epitome of the eighties. <laughs> Between oh, the right. two of us. <laughs> um, and then the last character is Lionel, who has a terrible <laughs> fucking Afro wig. I don't even know if they try I don't know if they try to like if this is part of the quote unquote satire of the movie, but like it is worse than like a halloween wig because nobody's <laughs> hair would would be like that i'm sorry like we got some afros but like the unkemptness of this afro like it's always kind of on a, like a weird lean like i feel and like it's, it's gonna dry topple. it's dry like ugh, come on but he <laughs> you're gonna hate me for saying this. oh god okay are you gonna say he, he looked like a sambo because like no said that it was like- not it caught me off guard. Okay, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. No. Um. So he's the childish Gambino of the group because <laughs> he feels like he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Young okay. Lionel right. feels like he cannot connect. He cannot connect to the white people or the black people on campus. Oh my god. Which reminds me of the one special line that that Donald Glover had where he's like, I, something about him being black enough or whatever the fuck. But listen, black and white music, yeah, nigga, that's a mixtape. Or I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys that I love Childish Gambino. Like I really love like Donald Glover, like a lot for like a long time. And what's hilarious now is when you go listen to like his early music is just like so bad. Like it's good, but it's like I'm not like those other niggers with a hard R, like niggers. <laughs> and it's just like, bruh, bruh, what are you doing? And sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but it reminded me of this time I was at work and he's like teens came in and they were like oh my god you, you're so cool like you look like you listen to childish gambino and i was like was this a oh, read no. <laughs> i look like i listen to childish gambino i mean i do but it, it like told a me a lot about myself that day it's a um, slight tug at the hairline <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay, no, because I won't let you do like I won't I won't let you down like that because I used to be like really big into Tosh Gambino too, and we actually started following each other on Twitter because I remember you talking about going to a Tosh Gambino concert. You're like, I'm gonna post about it on my Twitter, and I was like, Oh my god, I just got Twitter. I'll follow you or whatever. And then because I went to like two of his shows, I was like actually I went to Austin to see him and like at a like a music festival and like my friend came and she saw whoever she wanted to see. Like it, it used to be big into him, but like you people, you men specifically who were like, oh my God, the black girls didn't like me in high school and because I liked anime and I liked I liked what Newfound Glory or oh, whoever the fuck. Like shut up. Like, <laughs> like oh, boy and good Charlotte. I'm like bitch me too. 
I liked My Chemical Romance. I just couldn't find anybody who connected. Listen, okay, <laughs> if you had come to my little suburban high school, all me and the blacks, we were down, okay? <laughs> oh my God. But nah, you wanted to be, you wanted, you know what you wanted. <laughs> you know, the, the colored girls, they just don't get I just don't get it. I just don't get the, me. The color? Like, I tried to talk to this colored girl named Kita, and I was like, yo, Kita, you're, like, really beautiful. And she said, nigga, get the fuck on my face. <laughs> and it hurt me feeling. <laughs> songs about not being black enough for black people. And then I wait until I'm, like, in my, like, early 30s, and I write about it on Twitter because I'm still hurt about it. <laughs> <laughs> to all the girls who made fun of me for like it's no room or whatever the fuck <laughs> look at me now they got like <laughs> broken off hair from flat iron <laughs> 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 and then they got a really homely white wife bless her <laughs> I mean interracial love is fine guys but make sure you're not married to somebody who has a white only Thanksgiving. <laughs> you do not want to sit in the car <laughs> during white only Thanksgiving. Make sure your oh white man invites you inside, okay, y'all? <laughs> you don't need to spend Thanksgiving in a hot ass car for white only Thanksgiving. And I'm sorry oh for getting so off track. Jesus. Oh, God. Okay. Let's, let's compose ourselves. So we have okay. Lionel. Lionel. Yes, we have Lionel. Lionel's gay. He feels alienated from Black people and white people, which is why he um, does not actually at first live in the dorm that is, quote, unquote, the Black dorm. He lives in the white dorm, but he gets made fun of, and he's not accepted there either, which, I mean... I mean... I mean, the game is the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Lionel should the game is the, It's not even like the game is the game. It's like, like, bruh, like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Not, like, rich, white, Ivy League boys. What do you think they're gonna... <sighs> Although they do seem to accept Troy, but he puts on this like whole facade of it's like um, Michigan J Frog, like hello my baby, hello my dog, like that's the kind of cooning that Troy kind of do to y'all. It's like next level. It's like professional coon. I I feel like I could give him like a little like credit because he doesn't seem to be very happy in that, but then also he he still feels like he should be friends with these people or at least take advantage of the same um i guess avenues to success as them like when he tries to join the um what is that the comedy group on campus <laughs> um but we can get to okay but we can get to the rest of that but um i guess some background on this movie so the first one i ever heard about dear white people was probably back I don't know, 2012, maybe? It was a while ago, and it was on Tumblr. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because Tumblr, at the time, was, like, a super hotbed yeah. of, like, so of social justice and, like, 
calling out people for racism and like detailing like I guess what you would call um a lot of like you know feminist theory um you know the term problematic <laughs> was probably the first time I ever seen that word was on Tumblr and I think this like kind of came uh like down my dashboard one day I don't know if I I definitely did not pay attention to it I don't really know why I didn't I just didn't I don't know it for some reason it just didn't catch my attention but I remember seeing it and like I thought about it like later and I was like oh that sounds like some hashtag woke shit I don't know mm-hmm. if I really want I don't know if I want it so uh the director Justin Simeon um sounds right. I believe that's how you I believe that's how you pronounce it I am so sorry if I screwed that up um, so he got this inspiration for the script while he was uh, attending um, Chapman University, which I'm not sure where that is, but it is definitely white. <laughs> so he basically made like a concept trailer, which I think is what I saw. I think that's how a lot of people heard about it. He made mm-hmm. a fundraiser um, and he managed to raise like $40,000, which is almost like twice as much as what he was asking for originally. And I think he also... Um, initially he started a Twitter called Dear White People, which is still in use now, but it's uh, mainly for the, uh, the Netflix show where he would kind of post like his Dear White People, you know, you don't need to say hipstamatic. We know you have an iPhone, get the fuck out or whatever. Like you would say little things like that and just try to, um, and just gauge, I guess, how people reacted to it, which I mean, they, I guess they reacted to it positively because otherwise the movie probably wouldn't have been made <laughs> Simeon has been compared to Spike Lee even though he says he does not <laughs> want to be the next Spike Lee which is fair like even though most directors want to um be their own person because it's it's an art nobody wants to do make art to be exactly like the person who made the art before them but he I think he acknowledges like the uh the influence for sure like um, he credits like do the right thing and you know making films about black people that I guess aren't just like trauma and strife but yeah it it does kind of fall into the same issues because this movie is supposed to be a satire it's billed as a satire now what I said about satire last week or <laughs> in the last episode was that sometimes people will say something as a satire it ain't no damn satire <laughs> it's, like, it's it's because I don't, I don't really know. Like the problem I have with this movie mainly is I don't really know like where, like what is supposed to be satirized here exactly. Because if you if you were doing a satire and then you're punching up, as I said, then it would be more punching up in the direction of the white majority on this campus. Uh, but there's a lot of like. I feel like there's a lot of, like, indictment of the Black characters in a way that, like, bothered me, especially, like, Coco. I just felt, like, really uncomfortable <laughs> with her, like, watching that. And, and I don't know if they, if if it really did, like, what was the message? What was it trying to do, I guess? Because he, like, Simeon also says something about, it's, like, not mostly about, like, it's, there's racism involved, but there's this movie's also about like identity and finding your identity on campus, which is, I mean, that fits because college is the place you would go 
that mainly when people do go to college, I guess they find themselves because it's not a period of time when you're becoming like an adult and you have to like learn how to take care of yourself. And you sometimes you're you know going off to like a, a completely new city where nobody knows you, and so you don't have to act the same way that you did in high school. Like it's a completely different ball game. I just I don't know. <laughs> and there's so many messages that aren't gelling with me. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, so I gotta, okay, I gotta say this before we go into like talking about the movie mm -hmm. itself, but a couple of things that like you said, it's supposed to be satire, but it plays straightforward. Like mm -hmm. it's not really making fun of anything or even providing like clever commentary on anything. No. Like. All of the subtext is text. Every character motivation, um, all that stuff is relayed to you like out out the gate. Like every character in the movie tells you everything you need to know about them out of their mouths. Mm -hmm. Like, um it's a scene later on in the movie between Sam and the white man that really just got under my skin and I I'll tell you why a little bit more when we get to that scene but mm -hmm. for like movies what this movie is trying to accomplish it would be better if it wasn't so spelled out for you mm -hmm. and like with school days school days got on my nerves because it brought up a lot of topics and it didn't go to that next step with them they just brought up like uh black people don't give back to hbcus like they just threw that idea out there and then nothing else was really said about it um i took issue with that because i'm like well if that's a topic that you want to discuss maybe like come back to it in a scene or two and give us a little bit more information and that was a problem i had with school days but with dear white people a problem i had was like they every topic that the movie wanted to discuss was discussed it didn't leave anything for the viewer or the audience to really take home and think about really mm -hmm. um and i get that it like toward the end of the party like sorry toward the end of the movie there is a party that is based on real life parties mm -hmm. That even could have been heightened more than it actually was because if it's a satire, like people are already having blackface parties at Ivy Leagues, like white fraternities and sororities are doing this. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. Like you need to take that to the next level and make it even more offensive than it already is. That would be like actually saying something. Um, but I said all of that to say I then lost my train of thought because I got so mad thinking <laughs> about this movie. Like, y'all, I really hate it. And I thought that the reason I wanted to watch it again was because I thought that maybe with time it was better than I remembered because I saw it when it first came out. Yeah. Um. So it came out in 2014. So I watched it then. And I was like, I hated it then, but I was like, maybe I was too harsh on it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give it another go. So I was like, yeah, let's watch it. And that was a mistake. I feel like 
this movie would have been better as like a coffee table book. Um, like, you know, your shit, uh, wait, stuff white people like and shit my dad says. Like, if it was like a book like that, then we wouldn't have to deal with this bullshit on my TV. <laughs> I That's think- how I really feel about it. Like, it it's sadly unnecessary it's unnecessary and my like before we get into the movie for real again sorry guys for holding you up but why why is sam at this school like for a portion of the blickety black ass people on this (laughs) campus you know the black blacks the blickety black blavity blacks the black niggas (laughs) why why are they like if you were going into college as a blickety black ass person why why would you pick a white ass i almost call it a white ass cracker school but um (laughs) why are you at this saltine university like if if you're a black ass person why are you at saltine university like why are you there? Like, they even mentioned in the movie, like, you should have gone to HBCU. But yeah, you should have gone to HBCU. Mm. I didn't understand that part. Now, with Lionel and Troy, I feel like they would have been better protagonists than Sam because a lot of their story is about finding where they fit into the school. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sam shouldn't even go into the fucking school like she should have been at howard like they mentioned in the movie like she should have been at fam or something she shouldn't have been at that whatever whitman white man college whatever it's called I- <laughs> is it called white man Co- I mean, whitman? <laughs> no whitman, it's, uh, whitman uh, university it's winchester <laughs> whitman <laughs> whitman <laughs> i think I think it's kind of like a, it, it sounds very old. You know, Winchester sounds very. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, that you do bring up a good point because I would feel like if you're going to be so goddamn unhappy, <laughs> maybe you should consider going to. <laughs> yeah. And it, I don't know if it's, you I mean, cause it could be like monetary or something, or maybe it's like a, a thing that, some people believe in which is like attacking from the inside which i mean i mean i guess. look how that's working for the current administration oh no, okay i'm not I'm a, going there i'm a member of the resistance but i'm inside the white house and watching all your all your family's getting ripped apart but i'm a part of the resistance so it's okay <laughs> fucking dumbasses i've oh. Me and you both are just like mm, dumb, dumb shit. But <laughs> but that does bring up a good point about Sam, because um, she does have to kind of like find herself because she's not being very honest with herself <laughs> in a way that's kind of. I don't want to be like insensitive. It's but it's, it's also hilarious. but it's not. I don't feel like I don't know if it if it makes I don't know if it if if we can give the same weight to her problems as we could give to someone like Coco <laughs> because like 
she's pretty well liked Sam, even if she's like pretty um abrasive and kind of like I would say not I don't want to say difficult, but she just is not very like open with people. So but she seems to have like a good crowd of people around her that like her and and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because I wonder if she feels bad because like the thing about Sam is that she's biracial. <laughs> Um, my white man used to take me to school <laughs> and like okay like i won't give her too much because like i have like this sounds so bad but like <laughs> i sound like white people oh no okay so my best friend really is biracial <laughs> don't let her do it but she's very like firm and like i'm black like when i walk out the house i'm black you might not see it that way but like because she i mean she's like like an olive complexion, I guess. What's up, Allison? I hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but she's she's always been like, no, I'm I'm black. Like she's raised by like a black mom, um, and I don't know. Like I we haven't talked to her about like this kind of stuff, but like I know people have tried to like make her choose, but she doesn't really go like like Sam kind of tries to like overcompensate by the fact that she's biracial by mm-hmm. all of her activities on campus which kind of makes what she does like it I don't want to say it lessens it but it it feels very um self-serving like it's dumb like I it's dumb it feels like self-serving in a way I feel like because I mean who hasn't want to tell tell some white people like listen we're done doing the single ladies dance please stop (laughs) like and telling them like you cannot touch my hair I mean that's an everyday occurrence, pretty much. <laughs> so, like, I don't blame her for, like, I mean, it seems very fancy, like, you even have a show called Your White People on a white campus um, that mainly calls out white people specifically. Like, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know how I feel about her motivations. Like, is she just trying to, like, I mean, she even says it, like, I feel like I'm trying, like, because of my white dad <laughs> that I had to just go like extra hard. But like, okay. But then she's liked so much. It's kind of like, I don't know. It, it feels like say it's shallow, but like, it just feels like what is, what, what purpose are you really serving? Are you just trying to make yourself feel better because your dad's white or are you actually like about it? No, she's not. Yeah. Cause she ends up not being about it. In the, in the grand scheme a couple things based on what you said. I got, couple, I guess, you know what, y'all? We probably just go end up talking around the movie. Maybe. <laughs> it raised a lot of questions. So, like, one thing that bothered me a lot. So, like, the big, it's supposed to be, like, a shocking moment. Like, the big thing about um, Sam being biracial. Like, I felt like it was put in there so everybody could be like, <gasps> But like she's, she's not one hundred percent African American. Okay, but what? We, but we've all seen Tessa Thompson. We all know what Tessa yeah. Thompson looks like. She's <laughs> like, I mean, she's racially ambiguous. Like, I just read that she is um, Afro Panamanian and Panama. Panamanian. Her parents are like, yeah, she, she's Afro Latina and black, white, or wait, white. What? Wait, wait, hold up get our information wrong <laughs> oh sorry shit. oh shit y'all we do not want to be too bad like yeah 
I mean, we're we're already like pretty bad. So <laughs> I mean, I just said Cracker University. So oh sorry to the white people listening to this, but Cracker is not a racial slur. <laughs> but it's not a racial slur, guys. Um but oh, okay. Her father is of Afro Panamanian descent and her mother is of Mexican and European ancestry. So yeah, I mean racially ambiguous, but you know, she is Afro Latina in there. Yeah, she is a, definitely a person of color. But it's not yeah. shocking no. <laughs> that, that she's half white in this movie. And it's supposed to be like everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's what? Her father is what? <laughs> and it, that's the thing that got on my nerves. Like so the thing is, like, she's supposed to be a blickety black ass black, right? She is a film student. So she made like a silent movie about being, it was basically like a whole bunch of white people in blackface. Mm-hmm. And it was about political stuff. Like, I don't even, it was like so un, like, I don't even remember what it was about, but it her making a political statement to kind of like further her reputation and so the ta his name is not dwight um it's like gabe i was just calling him dwight um oh i just read i I just read what it's um her film okay her film was like it was about barack obama being elected to a second term uh but there's all these white people in my makeup they were committing suicide because obama i think either was uh, wanting a second term, I was like, or actually, you had won it. I don't know when uh, the setting was, but it was basically, I think it was supposed to be some like weird, like riff on, uh, oh no, yeah, it is supposed to be a riff off a birth of a nation. It's called Rebirth of a Nation. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. which if, I mean, if anybody knows what Birth of a Nation is, it's like that, um, KKK propaganda film from like the early. 1900s which is like on i guess it's one of those early films that i guess people like will list because i guess it has shown the power of film in a way that is awful but uh yeah Mm. yeah um when i think they made her i think she says she did it because they actually made them watch um birth of a nation and gone with the wind (laughs) so she's like i get to make all the white people in class uncomfortable which i mean fair um, but like she presents her film and the only person that says anything about it, I think is a TA and he like roasts her like about the, the film and saying that it was like trying too hard and whatnot. And it turns out plot twist that the TA is her bae. So yeah. she's supposed to be a blickety black ass black, right? But she has a white father and a white bae. And it's just like, all right. And during like one of the conversations that they have when he's upset with her about something that occurred in the film, he says he makes the comment like, how long does it take you to get your hair the way it is? And I was just looking at the screen like, now listen. what do you mean? <laughs> now listen. Like, like she has curly hair and literally all she has it is up with a wrap around it. Like. Yeah, you can't see how loose it is. He should ask them, what do you mean? Because, <laughs> like, what did he mean by saying that? He was acting like she was just trying so hard 
not like trying so hard to be black, 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 that she was doing extra things to her hair. And then uh, after that conversation, you notice that she wears her hair down. And I was just like, this meant something like. I don't like in like that trope in movies where like the black character particularly like the black female character like has a moment where she's like i should just stop wearing my hair and weaves or i should stop doing i should just let it be natural and i i cannot stand that trope i think it's just so irresponsible and i feel like it 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 kind of like condemns black women for caring about their hair like i (laughs) or liking wearing different kinds of like styles of hair or something i mean like for some people like when like with coco she wears that wig because she's trying to like basically iron out all of like the guess the negative stereotypes of being um like a dark-skinned woman but also she's trying to like exoticize herself in a way, which I think is like still unfair because I know a lot of girls who wear wigs and most of the time we out here wearing we're out here wearing wigs because it's to protect the style, bro. Like <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't feel like doing my hair in the morning sometimes. It just don't be coming out right. Just slap that bad boy on and there it is. But I just I don't like that whole because it comes up in 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 school days too about like girls, you know, having weaves and straightening their hair and how that's you know you think you're a white girl because you straighten your hair and i'm like it's so uncomfortable i hate it you just made me think of Mm. like both these movies are directed by men like they are what's sad i guess the saddest part of like just this conversation that we're having like black women come an array in, in an array of colors like every black woman is different and every black woman is special and with tessa thompson's character sam like they were really trying to drive not her being biracial not knowing like trying to be a black woman when she is a black woman regardless and that was like the driving point of her whole storyline where as I feel like if the movie was written by a woman or directed by a woman or both, then I felt like that whole aspect of it would have been better. Because they low-key, I'm about to mention my favorite movie that I've been trying to get Ashley to get. Like, watch. Oh, God. They low-key try to reverse imitation of life her like <laughs> my favorite okay <laughs> why do you like that movie so much okay so y'all if y'all don't know imitation of life is a film um i think the first one came out in the 30s and they remade it in the 50s so it was about a a black woman being white passing um and she had a black mother and it's basically about their life together and how um, she white passed and was very ashamed of her blackness and her mom just wanted her daughter to love her or something. Like, that's kind of what 
Sam did, but reversed. Which in Imitation of Life, she's like actually like white, white, right? She's like, yeah, real damn white. white Yeah, like this movie is like, girl, I know you're biracial. Next, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, and there's literally nothing wrong with that, and like. If you identify, if you're a biracial person, however you identify, that's who you are. Like, I promise, like, people don't care as much. We want you to be you. We want you to be happy and be your authentic self. And that's all I got to say about that for right now. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I guess what... We've been skipping all (laughs) over the place. We are. We are. Um, So... I guess if we start, I guess we can kind of start at the beginning. I don't know. Let's go through it. So okay. the big thing, there's two big things that are happening on campus. They start with the um, news reports that there's been a quote unquote riot. White people like to say it's always a riot. <laughs> at a black themed party at a white school. So there's like all this like audio, of like like fake news uh, audio um, sort of like post the party uh and like you said it's like a big old like basically like one of those parties like frat white frats like to have um where they have like it's you know just like a black person like all in black face and like ugly little uh nasty party city wigs and uh what is it like those fake um fake chains and grills and stuff and they have the ones where they pretend like it's uh the Cinco de Mayo days are the worst dude they do so much I don't even like (laughs) I'm always like nah I'm not gonna celebrate (laughs) because like (laughs) it just makes me uncomfortable now because I'm like y'all just be busting out the sombreros too damn quick (laughs) from my personal (laughs) taste and then calling it Cinco de Drinco and shit I'm like this is a real (laughs) this is a real moment for like a group of people like (laughs) what is wrong with y'all i was like if you want a reason to drink just go and drink you're in college <laughs> like what are you doing shit i used to drink after class be like hey <laughs> i passed that test Ooh, okay Ooh, i failed that test oh okay we gonna do this now samantha is running a, um she is like the head of the armstrong parker dorm which is quote unquote the black dorms and they the school is actually trying to uh like eliminate the choice of dorms for the first year students, I think. No, it's not first year students for like, uh, what is it? Second, like second year? Yeah, I think um, they're trying to say we're trying to mix it up, but like all the black students want to stay in the black dorm. And so if they eliminate this uh, choice for the second year students, they won't get to stay. Uh, so I lived in like the black dorm, quote unquote black dorm. <laughs> high school uh because my school was i guess is definitely not no ivy league school uh it's just like a little school outside of denton or not outside of denton it is in denton <laughs> so you can probably figure out what school it is um there's only two so i was living like in the black dorm it's really just the black dorm because like it it's one of the more uh it's like the largest dorm it's like eight floors or something it's almost as tall as like the library <laughs> and um and we had like a no it was like very uh i guess it was like one of the most populous dorms and so there's a lot of people there mostly black um although i have like a white sweet mate and a white roommate so like it's it's fairly 
really mixed. Vegas had the same reputation. Um, I definitely wouldn't have stayed there like another year because that shit was old and that's why I moved. But yeah, I I guess it's like the kind of like this is like their community space. This is like this is like their safe space. Um at Winchester because everywhere else is like white as hell. So there is a um like an election, right? Between uh-huh. like between Sam and Troy. So like Troy is the son of the is he the dean a student? Yeah, the dean is black, but the president of the school is white. Um, and the dean of students wants he he wants Troy to basically be who he wants to be, like who the dad wants to be, because like throughout the movie you get hints that um Troy is being manipulated into being like unacceptable black like Mm -hmm. his name is troy fairbanks and he wears suits all the time and i'm like bro that look uncomfortable (laughs) did he play like polo or lacrosse or something um he was just like really proper he knew how to code switch and the I guess one of the more important things about him is that he was dating the president, the president of the university's daughter. And Ooh, she was like she was like your classic I'm dating a black guy, white girl, which is uncomfortable mm-hmm. at best. <laughs> yeah. Like people, hey guys, if you're listening out here, if you date black guys or just like black people in general know that they're people okay not just genitalia they are actually people people. (laughs) we are actually people not objects like don't treat your black day like a big black dick okay guys (laughs) person attached to it okay did you hear about that podcast there was like uh that like had i guess a clip of them talking about one of them had dated like a black guy and i didn't listen to it because i knew it was gonna be a mess but it's like a, a podcast where two girls talk about like their sex lives and that's why i was like no thanks um, but um <laughs> they like I, I guess they fetishized the shit out of it and then one dude was like oh well you know i mean it's all right and somebody was like well that's why we're not going up for your podcast <laughs> i was like shit but yeah she's one of those girls who kind of is like oh you know, I just want you to, what did she say? She was like, I just want you to like, oh, she said something real gross. I wrote it down. I can't find it. It was like so uncomfortable. She says, I can't even repeat what she says. It was one of those, I want you to fuck me with your big black cock kind of things. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to, oh, just saying that just made me want to bark. So, <laughs> And I don't even know why. Like he's very uncomfortable. He's very unhappy with her. Um, he's unhappy with life. He's unhappy with life. But also, him and Sam used to date. Which I don't. Why? I don't know. Like, what do they have in common? I don't because you don't really see them together very often, if at all. And then you I mean. They they both black and attract. Hmm. Is that it? Because like, I know. So like, 
Troy is the current president or head of Black People House. And (laughs) Sam wants to be it. And Sam has a pack of Black people who, like, have her back. That's her squad. And there's this guy, I forget his name, because he's kind of creepy. And I don't really like him that much. Mm, I think his name is Reggie. Yeah. Reggie. 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 So Reggie likes Sam. And he believes in whatever shit she's talking. Like, he is down for whatever. Like, if she wants to start fighting folks, he down. If she, like, whatever she wants him to do, he'll do it. And it turns out that he is a computer science major or something. Yeah, he is. And it's revealed that, like, they have a debate, um... They have like an assembly of Black People House and Troy and Sam debate each other. And for a minute, I thought that Sam was about to do spoken word poetry as her speech, like Lorenz Tate in Love Jones. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, don't, don't. <laughs> don't let this be a blicky black ass poem. Like, please. I fucking hate Love Jones. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I hate Love Jones as well, but I felt like if I had been born like a little bit earlier, like if I was born in the early 80s, then that would have been my shit. Like, yeah. I, I would have been like, damn, I like already damn, Lorenz Tate is fine, but like, ooh, I need me a baby to write poetry. Just a little words off the dome. <laughs> oh god all those new people who followed us like in the last week are gonna be like these girls are bitches (laughs) i can't stand these hoes and i'm like i mean i get it girl i get it (laughs) oh god oh oh gosh um so okay so back to the debate um so they're basically arguing. She's arguing against the 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 act, the randomization, or sorry, randomizing of housing act, which is the act that will affect the black dorms. Um, but she wins, which is not um, which is very unexpected. Uh, and I, she's not prepared. Number one, she's not prepared for any of this. <laughs> so and 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 Troy's like, girl, how did you win? <laughs> And so she basically is in charge of of this uh, dorm, which includes most of the black people except for Lionel, Lionel. who ends up <laughs> moving in because he's getting the shit bullied out of him by uh, the the people in his dorm, the Garmin House, which is like all the um, the comedy writers. I just found their name is their their comedy group name is Pastiche. Which is kind yes. of like the um, what is the big Harper paper that is it the? I almost said the National Lampoon, but no, is that right? Um, wait, I know that's a movie stuff, but I feel like wait, no, you might be right, but that's not what I'm thinking of. What am I thinking of? <laughs> yeah, the Harvard Lampoon. Okay, okay. I'm smart. I'm smart. 
Okay, okay. I was like, the National Lampoon? Let me... Yeah, the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear. I'm we're... smart, y'all. I'm smart. I swear you see more. Uh, yeah, okay. So, like, the Lampoon is, like, the big... Um, is the big newspaper at Harvard, which a lot of the a lot of the writers for this newspaper are usually um, hired to do Saturday Night Live. I think the creators actually went to Harvard, but you got people like Conan O'Brien and like B.J. Novak and like from The Office and like a whole bunch of other white people. Like if I mentioned, if I mentioned, nobody would really know. <laughs> so. Like looking at this list made me mad. Now I'm mad. Why? I'm mad. Why? Because the list. Is- not funny. <laughs> Who's not funny? Like, Conan O'Brien. I mean. Yeah, he, Conan, did write, honey. he did write the monorail uh, episode. We have to give him that. Monorail. This, this monorail. <laughs> I mean, yes, only person I accept on this list is Conan Orion. But everybody, like, Colin Jost, like, ugh, like, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, he's so gross. I hate him. He's not even funny. And he hosted the Emmys, and he sucks, and I hate him. Oh, he's the white guy that hosts with uh, yeah. Michael Shea. He's uh-huh. the um, head writer uh, for SNL, I think. And him and Michael Che, oh, sell out ass. They do weekend updates. <laughs> I just realized what you said. <laughs> oh. I hate Michael Che. So, sorry, guys. If you like Michael Che, fuck him, dog. <laughs> he did kind of take a a one eighty from being very well liked to being like horribly lampa- which I mean you deserved it because what the fuck like you he, com- how many bros be sticking together for better or for worse and usually it's for worse it's always for worse <laughs> it's always for worse um, okay so back to uh, Lionel so there is like a scene where the white guys from pastiche come to the dorm to eat because i was like is this a black dorm what are they doing in there because <laughs> i was very confused but they come to eat because they said it's the only place on campus that they can get chicken and waffles which i feel was <laughs> not necessarily that was yeah that was just straight up racist it wasn't even probably true and then he's like you know what he's like just egging on sam and he's like you know i just feel like no hardest thing to be in america is a white guy and i was like, a straight white guy a straight actually. white guy straight white man bruh like people really do say stuff like that though bruh i bet he'd be on like if this character was real he would be on twitter tweeting about white genocide he, oh jesus christ he would be some sort of like in what new york times opinion writer so this is why white genocide is real People treat white guys very mean. And all we do is nothing to like be productive in society, but we should be respected and paid the most because it's very hard being a straight white guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's so hard to be a straight white guy in America now. Oh, and then he brings up affirmative, one of them brings up affirmative action and tries to use like Barack Obama as an example because I believe. Barack Obama went to Harvard as well. Um, so, like, bruh. I feel like it's been said more than once 
more than twice, more than a hundred times, that the people who benefit from affirmative action the most is white women. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. white women. And like people get so pissed because I remember this girl like said this sideways comment to like another girl in my school. Like this is in high school when we all um were talking about like where we got accepted to school. And one girl got accepted somewhere and she was like Oh, I'm so excited because she got a scholarship. No, she didn't get a scholarship. But then the white girl was like, oh, you must have got one of those, like, scholarships or something. And I was like, we were all looked at her like, what the fuck is <laughs> I was like, she couldn't just get in on her, like, her merit. Like, it wasn't like a, she tried to make it sound like it was like a pity acceptance. And I was like, she's smart. What are you talking about? Like, everybody in this room is smart. Like, it was like AP English or some shit and it was like uh we are like busting our asses all in the same room to get into these universities and here you go making it as like well maybe they just accept you as like some sort of like a scholarship thing <laughs> and I was like bruh because <laughs> we had always been like not cool or whatever but like she had always been like friendly around people but like girl they be slipping up and revealing the mask <laughs> the mask falls away <laughs> I'm like, damn, like, what is their problem? But, uh, yeah, so, like, during this scene, they're, like, egging each other on, like, going back and forth, and, like, Lionel is there, too, but, like, like the white guys get kicked out of the, of the group, or not the group, of the, like, the room by Sam. She's like, get the fuck out of my dorm. But then he's, he's like, oh, you know, you're gonna regret this, you know, you're gonna regret this, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And then she kicks out Lionel too. Because <laughs> like, he lives in the White House. He does. But not- then I was like, why didn't you kick out Coco? Because Coco and her went back and forth like this entire movie. Coco was like, oh, you don't, you boycotting hot combs over there. Like, she was like, oh. <laughs> and all kinds of stuff, trying to make fun of her for like wearing her hair like natural or whatever. And I was like, why? I mean, Several of the people in this dorm could probably be kicked out if you really want. Troy could probably be kicked out for sure, but she probably can do that because his dad is the dean. So that's not going to work. But yeah, I don't know if it was trying to like reinforce what Lionel was saying about black kids being mean to black kids. Yes. And then also like, is that supposed to be the satire? Where, uh, where does the satire come in? Is my question. Um, it 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 comes with Lionel's afro. <laughs> that's Man, that, that is Lionel's afro. That's Can it. We, that's I would, it. You know what? We should have built this like like dear white people in in dope. Like which person in in each movie has the worst set of fake hair? Is it Lionel from Dear White People? Or is it homeboy from Dope with that high top fade that was not um, his hair? <laughs> um, wait, who's the best or who's the worst? Because I might be biased. Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say the one from from Dope had the better hair? Uh, it was on a lean, oh Brittany. My... I mean, it was on a lean. Don't do this. <laughs> I mean, he is a petite king, and 
kind of, he's fine, right? And that's not saying everybody hates Chris isn't fine, but <laughs> they're fine in different ways. So, <sighs> oh my God, I can't believe I, this is a difficult question. I think I'm going to have to go with Lil Man from uh, Dope. I'm going with Lil Man as the best hair. Lil Man from Dope. I can't believe it. I feel like they're both on the, <laughs> they're both on the, the worst <laughs> spectrum. The worst being that one dude with the cornrows from, uh, not the corn, no, they were cornrows from Walking Dead. Remember that shit? <laughs> oh, oh God. When it was a braided lace front, like oh. Shamar Moore and, um, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like they were fuzzy because he hadn't he'd been out in like the woods or whatever. Like <laughs> but they were like real fuzzy. I'm like, okay. I think just- I got a picture of it on my phone. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to post I was like, who was in charge of the wigs? I demand to know. And I need somebody to come in and consult because what is this? Um Oh no, okay. I got another side really quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. But don't you know that dude who takes pictures with his daughter and they all have, like, really long hair and he has the world's tallest, like, high top? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Did you see that? That's what I thought of when you said little man from Dope. Did like, you hear about that? That he's been, like... That he's telling people <laughs> olive oil for <laughs> $200. Oh, they showed like a video of it and it like slid down his, the side of his forehead a little bit when he moved his head. Oh, no. He like shook his hair and it like kind of like slid oh, down no. a little bit on the side, but then it went so fast it kind of like bounced back like because of like whatever sort of physics that <laughs> would be involved. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that video. Oh, like, God. Some oh, girl had no. a whole thread on it. It was kind of funny. It was sad, but it was funny. Um, okay. So <laughs> one important thing to note is that the white boy, I cannot remember his name still. Beaver um, from Veronica Mars. Beaver? His name is Beaver? Or his character is Beaver? I only watched that uh, show like a little bit. I never I never finished. Okay, it. his name is Cal Kyle Gellner. Gellner? And he was in Jennifer's body, which I remember. He was in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. That was terrible. <laughs> so, well, well, his character, uh, his character is actually the son of the president of the school. So, he is enjoying a level of privilege that is probably unmatched by literally everybody, aside from his sister, yeah. who is dating Troy. So she's the weird jungle fever girl. <laughs> that is David Troy. So, like, they're both dealing with people like him, like Troy and Samantha. They're both dealing with people who have like insane amounts of power, really. Because I mean, I don't think Troy is gonna like really, you know, try to rock the boat too hard because his dad is obviously like, "Hey, you need to date this girl. You need to do this. You need to do that. Definitely gonna be successful." And so he's got all this undue pressure on him. And then Samantha just wants to like rip everybody to shreds. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't blame her. He was a douchebag. Like, yeah. He was a fucking asshole. But you can't, I mean, how much can you do to a kid whose dad is president of the school? Like, I mean, 
he's basically like a Draco Malfoy's character. He's very much like, wait till my father hears about this. <laughs> basically, he is like in Mario when Mario eats that like star <laughs> and Mario could just like do whatever he wants for a certain amount of time. But it's like that with money and being white. <laughs> like, but forever. That like his whole life is Mario on that star. It's like the star never ends. I know. Ashley, like, can you imagine being like a straight white man? I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it and I'd be like, bruh, like you could do whatever you want if you were a straight white dude. Like you could do whatever you want. But the swag. Like you could punch an old lady in the face and nobody will say anything about it. Christ, man. But the swag, the swag would be off. Don't I don't wanna be out here in in fucking Reeboks. Or not Reeboks, new balances or whatever the fuck. Like <laughs> Because you're definitely not wearing Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, God. Uh, yeah, just going down in history is being, like, awful. Like, <laughs> on a daily basis for people to see. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> God, okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think this is where... This is where we meet Coco. Yeah. We, okay. So Coco wants to be famous. Yeah. Because that's her big thing on campus is she wants to live in the white dorm. She wants to be famous. She's talking to a, like a reality TV show producer on set or not on, on campus. I guess he's trying to do like a, like an updated version of like, BET College Hill, <laughs> basically like a really white version of of it or something, and um and but they, that that whole storyline kind of panned out in a weird way. But she Coco is inspired by this because she has a a a, a YouTube channel um that is not getting as many views as Sam's Dear White People channel because Sam is also on YouTube. Uh, and so she does this weird video where she's complaining about a white girl asking if her hair was weaved, which had actually happened to her earlier in the movie. And then she complains about them, like, white girls tanning, which I thought was weird because she's complaining about these girls, but then she's also, like, not, I mean, she's not tanning, obviously, but, like, she does wear a weave, so, like... <laughs> And those blue contacts. Like blue contacts. But then this is like something that people say on Twitter all the time where they try to like make arguments about black girls wanting to be white because they wear (laughs) their hair straight or wear like straight weaves or have color contacts or they dye their hair blonde or whatever. Like I don't know how many times I've heard somebody talk about Beyonce wanting to be white because she has has blonde hair. Yeah, and I'm like, she's had honey blonde hair for, like, close to 20 years now. Like, that's just what she likes. Her mama has the honey blonde hair. Like, sometimes she'll switch it up. But, like, that's the power of weave, man. That's the power of wigs. (laughs) You can do literally whatever you want. You don't fuck up your own hair in the process. It's a great life. (laughs) But, yes, 
I don't know. I guess Coco sees getting the attention as the, maybe some sort of like validation for herself. And she's like, but it doesn't make yeah, and they're trying like, to put her in direct competition with Sam, who couldn't really be bothered. But it makes her look like this sort of like weird, desperate character that's like so like they make her look like she's jealous of Sam. But Sam isn't really doing but she like hates Sam, but then Sam isn't really all that either. <laughs> like one thing that I'm glad they didn't bring it up. But they could have brought it up with Coco's character. Like, Coco, she wears wigs. She goes by Coco instead of Calandria. Um, and she wears those color contacts. I'm mm-hmm. honestly surprised that they didn't say anything about her, like, trying to bleach your skin. Yeah. Like, I actually am surprised they didn't go into that either. But I don't know, like, how they would do it without it being... Yeah, being extra terrible. Yeah, like it's only so far we can we can be terrible until you just don't get your movie made. And, <laughs> and Coco is Coco lives in the black dorm, but she doesn't want to. Yeah. She acts like she's being held as a prisoner in the black dorm, but she had like she has like one friend or like it, she has like a couple of people around her that dress similarly, so I assume they're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coco in general is a flat character without much motivation because, like, in later on in the movie, she teams up with somebody else to do something really dumb. But I felt like maybe Coco should have had some kind of relationship with Sam like maybe Coco should have gone to like high school with Sam and they were friends and then they dressed like Han Solo together <laughs> like they had on like knee boots jeans white t-shirts and those puffy vests that you know preppy white girls wear all the time like maybe they were friends like that but when they went to like college they went off their separate ways yeah and what could have been conflict between them is like you're not being real like you're not being yourself and that's something that they can both say about each other yeah i felt like that might have made more sense i just wish they didn't they didn't do her so like limited where she doesn't really have like they kind of hint later because i guess we could talk about that where they're at the the white people party um they're at the pastiche party i don't know why she keeps showing up to these parties actually because she shows up to that troy wants to join pastiche uh and for what reasons i don't know other than i guess it's like the one creative outlet he feels like he can have on this um on the campus but uh so Coco's going to this party and then she ends up like getting with um with Troy and they're like laying in bed and they're kind of like talking about I guess their own identity issues. I don't like that term. <laughs> but like um because actually Troy has broken up with the white girl finally 
<laughs> before the because party. Said, um, really, just like bruh. Yeah. Do you love me or do you love my black dick? <laughs> do you love me? Rose. Jesus. Um, so that's what it was, Ashley, though. I was like, do you see me as a person? Did she just see me as a dick? You see me as a Am I here am I here to make your dad mad? Or do you love me? But also, like, he was being truly trifling. Like, he I guess it was like him being high and paranoid <laughs> where he thought he was saying like all this wild stuff. And he mu- he honestly must have been feeling some kind of way the whole time because he dropped her like right then, like, no, nah, I'm good. And she was really upset, and then she disappeared from the movie. <laughs> she did really disappear. We didn't see her again. Like, she doesn't even, like, pop up. It's kind of, like, a weird... Like, why did you... I mean, I know why they had her, but, like, I didn't do nothing else with the girl. Like, she... I guess she, she didn't even show up at the party. She should have showed up at the party in blackface and run maybe to she, Detroit. Maybe and she was like... <gasps> maybe she was there, that's she, and we just didn't recognize her. Because she was in black hair. She was painted. <laughs> yes. Basically. Um, okay, so. Oh, my God. Ashley. Yes. What if she went to the party as Troy? You know, that's gross. And I wouldn't even be surprised. Because that, I feel like that would happen. Because you know people like to do that. Like, oh, I'm dating a black person. So this is not racist. Oh, I have black kids. This is right. I'm like, uh. Like- like the white girl who was at the party as Coco. See, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. Okay, um, okay. Let me get this. Let me get some of this straight because I feel like we're we are bouncing all over the place. Um, so Kurt is the white boy. That's the dean. No, the president's son. Um, they're planning this whole uh him and pastiche are playing this, I guess they have like a big event every year where they all have sort of, kind of looks like a rush almost, where like they'll invite people and to come out to the, to the, the, um, it's not like a big like party party. It's just like sort of like a low key thing. They, they do this every year to invite new members, like a new members kind of thing. Very low key. Not too big of a deal. And they're also discussing, like, what kind of real big party they can have because they also do, like, a big-ass, like, comedy-type <laughs> party, which is the offensive Halloween party. Um, They haven't really, like, discussed how it's going to be offensive yet. Um, It's not, like, established. But, like, you can get the, like, the... If you, you know, if you have any, like, sense, <laughs> I guess, you can kind of tell, like, this is where this is going. Um... And so they they've decided they're going to satire because that word comes up. We're going to satirize blacks, basically. <laughs> no. Um, and Lionel is in the room while like, they're planning this out, and Kurt does like this weird thing where he like whips out his dick in front of Lionel because they've been like leaving homophobic messages on his voicemail, or I think they've like either left homophobic messages or they've hacked his voicemail to say like weird like homophobic shit and they've just been like taunting him and bullying him and stuff and whips out his dick in front of Lionel and the guys are kind of like dude what's wrong with you like what are you doing (laughs) 
And he's like, oh, he doesn't have a sense of humor. He doesn't, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, why are you sexually harassing this boy? <laughs> and then complaining that you don't, like, I don't, that is like the default. And I don't know what in that is supposed to be humorous. Because I always hear people like, when they say something like really like out of line or like racist or borderline racist even, they're always like, I don't what's the problem what's offensive it's not i was just making a joke and i'm like what's funny <laughs> what in the statement is funny like break it down and i always want to be like but i always want to do that but i'm always like that requires me engaging and that seems like a really big waste of my time personally so i won't do that but they are basically harassing the shit out of him um there was like a weird scene about tipping did you understand that scene Okay, so there is, okay, so Sam has the Dear White People show on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only can you watch, like, listen to it, like, watch it on YouTube, but it's on, like, the college radio. So, like, you see the students listening to her and be like, bitch, like, throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but it looks like either there is a book to, that is like ebony in ivy or ebony in your ivy yeah. or something like this. Yeah, it's like and, ebony and ivory. Um, so like in the book, there are like antidotes in it. Um, so like the scene with the tipping would have um was kind of like a is is a dream sequence or like a fantasy sequence where um Lionel was reading the whatever was in the book and acting out the scenario. So yeah. that's what that was about. Yeah, and there's like there's like codes, which I wrote down the codes. <laughs> Cuz I think one of uh there's like an Asian girl who comes to like I guess she's either is a part of their group or like is like oh y'all got a better group and y'all got better snacks over here. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. That's like y'all comes. can get snacks. Yeah, so what is it like? This is like oofta, nose job, 100. And there's one other part. I don't know if I got uh, two. And they kind of use these terms and like mix in um, with some of the characters that they're definitely talking about. So like oofta apparently is a jazz age term for like a coon type of person, like a bojangle. And I was like, this is when I was like, okay, we are reaching like the borderline for me personally of where it goes. Well, I I mean, the movie had already kind of been like, what the fuck is this? But then like this, this stuff always just makes me think of Hotep and I don't like it. <laughs> oh God. Oh, so, so nose job is someone who's trying to pl- smooth their blackness down. And use it as a self-deprecation tool, um, which they basically like heavily, heavily imply that this is Coco. Again, do him a girl dirty. Um mm-hmm. uh hundred is which is just shorthand for keeping it a hundred and be black as being black. black. Yeah. Being a black ass black person doing black shit at all black times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> And then I think it's it's implied that Troy is an oopta, which I will come back to later. Um, <laughs> I, 
the whole little book thing was so that was so much i was like i think it i don't know how to say this without like being ridiculous so let me come back to what i'm trying to say (laughs) now you're gonna have to say it because i don't want to know now i just i don't i just think like that is the the part that's like overcompensating to me on her part on sam's part i don't really know yeah like how to say it in a way that doesn't make me feel like make me sound like I mean we already sound like a bunch of haters but like (laughs) (laughs) but I just don't know how to say it without being like girl like that's uh, I don't want to say ease up because people always get told to like ease up but like just there's something about it that just does not gel with me and I don't know what it is it just seems like it's just so overdone. It just reminds me of those like hashtag melanin shirts and shit. And I just don't like hashtag those. Melanin dripping. You know, is it Maybelline? No, bitch, it's melanin. <laughs> and I'm so, I feel bad because I know we're going to talk about this and someone's going to be like, who follows this probably like has a shirt or has made a shirt. <laughs> that's one of these, like, I know that's going to happen. But there's just something about it. It just seems like it's so like, forced it just feels very forced and i don't know if it's because like like codes and shit that's not new to black culture like i realized like a while ago that like a lot of things that black people just say to each other like everyday shit seems to be like hieroglyphics (laughs) to white people (laughs) (laughs) but so i i like i get it but just it seems so like I'm going extra mile as a black person. I'm extra, extra, extra black. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know how to explain it. It just, it's, it just does not, it's not working. It's inauthentic. Yeah. That's, I think it's not who you are. Like, you're not being your true self. Like, you, you just trying hard. Like, you're being a try hard. Like, I get what you're saying, because that, that's what Sam is. Like, she's going over and beyond to prove her blackness when I, in actuality, she doesn't have to do it. Like, she can still hold these opinions and believe in what she believes in, but she doesn't have to force it like mm-hmm. that. Because, honestly, it doesn't seem like no one no one there is putting this upon her. Nobody is saying, you have to do this. Yeah. It's her doing it. The only time someone told her she had to do something, she backed out of it. So exactly, yeah, she, yeah. And I just found this blog from I don't know how many years ago um, that kind of talks about because I just googled Ufta. I don't see that shit anywhere, so I don't even know if this is real. I don't even think it is. I don't think it is. I think she just fucking made it up. I don't know. And maybe if it is real, I'm so sorry. But like, it's basically, it's like another condemnation of, of Black people doing what they sometimes have to do when they're around white people. Because I'm sure most of us would just love to come to work with like our hair and afros and like talking the way that we talk to each other and that kind of thing. Not everybody can do that. Like I personally... I go to work however I feel like going to work. I am like in a creative field, quote unquote. So like I can 
I've basically been getting away with wearing my hair in afros, doing this, doing that, where I'm, you know, crazy black, like wear black lipstick to work sometimes. I'll do like crazy eyeliner. Like it doesn't really matter. Like people kind of are fine with it. Um, but then like, I know like tons of people who get told like, oh, your hair, it looks so not done. Different. Yeah. It looks different. Did you do oh. something to it? Like, and I get that sometimes too. Like sometimes like, cause I change my hair so much that people will be like, so why did you decide to do your hair like this? And I'm just like, cause I felt <laughs> like, oh my God. cause I felt like it. I don't like doing my hair the same way every single day. Like it's boring to me. Which is why I change my hair because like, I just feel like doing it. And if I can, and if I have the time, I will. But like, it, it, it's like a weird, like, I feel like it's unfair to people who kind of have to code switch. Like, it's almost looking down on people who can code switch. And then there's... I feel like that happens a lot, though. Like... Yeah. One, okay, y'all. Like, I'm Black. I'm black. I'm a black woman. I'm not blickety black ass black, you know. But I do black shit all the time. Like I'm I'm a black person who does black shit, and I love it. Um, but what happens with policing the blackness of others is like people like if you you say you black, you got to be black everywhere. And y'all, y'all don't want to out like black yourself out of a job. Like you still gotta follow the social norms of your office. Now, if shit gets racist in your office, you better go head up to HR. But you shouldn't out. You know, you don't want to out black yourself from a paycheck. You know, <laughs> like sometimes you gotta code switch to eat, and it, you know, and it kind of just be like that sometimes. I mean, it's a, it's a part of life. Like, sometimes you just have to do it. But it shouldn't, like, like call into question your moral code. But, like, you know, I want to have my lights on and I want to have internet. So sometimes you just got to do it, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. You and that girl voice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Sam is putting a lot of, like, she looks down on a lot of people that aren't like quote unquote like hardcore keeping it a hundred all the time, which I don't think is fair for her to do. I don't know why she decided that she's the one who gets to tell other black people what they if you know if you are code switching or whatever, which I mean I feel like there is a difference between code switching and, and straight cooning because lord yeah some of y'all <laughs> be trying it <laughs> trying it but i feel like she she is kind of grouping people into these three categories and obviously she puts herself in keeping it a hundred but who told her she could do that like, does she, does she? Like, also does she, does she? no <laughs> the only time she's 100 is when she's with her bae the white <laughs> Yeah, so she keeps a secret because it would not be 100 if she was, you know, walking around with her white bae, which is limits, y'all. Like, I just feel like she she's, she's doing so much. You're doing too much, Samantha. 
too too much lord okay so let's go back to the story um so after this tip test um the president is complaining to the dean about sam's show and of course there's another issue of like donors i feel like every university is like the donors the donors the donors and especially since this is a private school and he also says that racism is over in america I want y'all to know because Obama is president. I want all y'all to know that that is not true. That was never true, and it probably will never be true. <laughs> I will probably die an old woman. This and also be racist. This movie was made in Obama's America. Yes, and I don't. Y'all were so comfortable with it, and it just bothers me because I was like, "What do you think it solved?" Like y'all were hanging like little like what like fake obama uh pinatas <laughs> hanging them from trees mm-hmm. and shit like that it, what is post-racial y'all about that like a monkey oh like, my god the way y'all used to talk about michelle obama like this is not a classy mm-hmm. first lady because she shows her shoulders and i'm like are you joking <laughs> like right now and then like girl this george bush and michelle obama passing candy shit oh i didn't even pay attention to that do you know what happened this week sorry we're getting off topic again but that's what we're about to do do you know he supports brett kavanaugh for yeah yeah and then (laughs) somebody on twitter collected all of the the tweets of people being like oh remember like from john mccain's funeral because george bush and Michelle Obama sitting next to each other or whatever. And I guess he passed her a piece of candy, you know, kind of like like you do when you're at church or whatever. And people were like, oh, George Bush passing Michelle Obama a piece of candy might just be the thing to save the Republic. Are you Excuse crazy? Me? <laughs> or this is just the thing this country needs. A white person being civil to a black person? What? Excuse me? What are you, like, that's People, excuse me, Ashley. What I'm so serious. Like, I have to. I'm gonna send this to you because, like, this was so irritating. It was like I was like, it's, "What are y'all even talking about?" Because I have a friend on Facebook who she's white and she is like, I guess she would call herself a liberal or whatever, but also like a centrist. Which don't even get me on that. But but like she was saying, you know, I really think this this funeral is will begin no somebody commented on her facebook post like i really think this will begin the healing process john mccain's funeral john mccain sorry he did whatever he was a raggedy bitch like what are you Uh, talking about george George walker bush is a raggedy bitch so that means nothing like i was like it's just so easy a peppermint pass between folks ain't gonna say this country, y'all. No, it won't. Especially when both of these people are out of the White House. <laughs> like, like they, they're regular citizens like you and I. Like, what are they gonna do? George W. Bush is riding his horses, painting pictures and stuff, hopefully not choking on no more pretzels. Like, <laughs> he don't care about nothing. He, he was able <laughs> to secure his bag. Thanks to his father. Like, he don't have to do anything else. He's got a library named after him. I drive past it every day. 
And you know he can't read nary a book in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I just, it's so like garbage that like people are so easily swayed by civility. That's really the thing that's getting most of these people that are up in arms. The people who have never had to worry about like actual, you know, human rights violations before. It's because of the civility. If they were doing this in a non-messy way, if they were breaking up families at the border in a non-messy, if you didn't even know about it, you probably wouldn't give it two seconds thought. If you, if they were, you know, banning Muslims from America in like a non-messy way, if they like, if they had any sort of like tact in like way with words, which they don't. <laughs> They don't. don't. And that's the only reason why people aren't, like, fooled. Like, white people are not fooled. (laughs) Like, it's the only reason. If they were, like, dressing this shit up or whatever, it'd be a completely different story. And I was like, civility is not worth a damn. Civility is bullshit. It's bullshit. It is. It's bullshit, and we don't. Y'all are so easily swayed. (laughs) Like, my God. Save the Republic. My ass. (laughs) My God. Um. Okay, so Troy then announces that he is thinking about joining Pastiche. This is when the dean tells him a lot of things that a lot of Black people know to be true, which is that the dean actually graduated the year before the president of the university. So they were at school at the same time. The president of the university Mm -hmm. was like George Bush, I guess, because he barely passed, but managed to be president of the university anyway. And... Oh, is that satire? Oh, no. It seems very realistic to me because there's like a big old difference in salary. There's like at least $100,000 difference in their salaries. I'm like, bruh. (laughs) So this is sort of like the, this is the Dean's motivation behind pushing Troy so hard because he doesn't really want him to end up where He's in this comedy group and blah, blah, blah. And they're having fun. And then he looks at one day and he's making like a couple, several hundred thousand G's worth less, less than like his pastiche counterparts, which totally happens all the damn time. Um, But like, what's the thing about it though? Like, regardless, Troy is going to be fine. Like, Troy is wealthy, like his family, they're wealthy. So he has the connections and no, his connections aren't going to be like, what's that boy name? Kurt. Kurt, that's his name? The dean's son? Yeah. Oh, the the president's son. Okay. Yeah. President's son, like that dude, they're not going to be the same, but he's still going to have pretty good connections anywhere. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure if the one of the deans from Winchester College was to call up his frat, bro, because I'm pretty sure he probably in a white frat. Oh. Like somebody to look out. <laughs> that makes me sad every time I see it. <laughs> you you know he's in a white frat. Like you know. Mm, upsetting. Um yeah, so okay. Troy is smoking weed to cope <laughs> still. This is, and this is what he, this is what his girlfriend says the crazy thing. Oh, she keeps calling him Boo, and he's like, "Why are you?" Okay, yeah, he's like, "Why are you calling me Boo? You don't call me Boo." And she's like, "Oh, well, I started calling you Boo when you fucked me with your big black cock." Oh, uh, how do y'all say that word? It's disgusting. My God. <laughs> 
disgusting and it makes me want to vomit. Um, so this is like a thing that apparently turned Troy on. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about kinks like this because it's upsetting. Did you hear about that? Um, that girl, did I tell you about this girl on Twitter who pretended to be a white woman? Who wanted to only have sex with a oh, black yeah. guy, and she got all these crazy responses yeah. from black guys who were like, "Oh, I'll turn it out, or I'll do this, I'll do that," and I'm like, yeah. "I saw that, bruh. Yeah, I gotta like." And even this thing with the podcast with the two girls or whatever, and all the weird fetishization. Why? Why? Um. Uh. Shit, I can't answer that question because I have no I can't. Idea. And every time I'm reminded of it, it just like, it blows my mind because I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> it does not have to be that it way. Doesn't, it doesn't. And I don't, I mean, like, like I said, I don't want to like, you know, with anybody, like, I don't want to like get on anybody's like sexual kinks or whatever. But like, I don't know where you benefit from that. It feels very. Um, one sided. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, hey, if you are a black man listening to black girl film, shout club, out to you first of all. Yes, thank you, my black brother, <laughs> my strong, <laughs> my king, <laughs> my black, my Nubian prince. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening to us this long if you made it to this point thank you (laughs) but what i would like to ask can you give us some insight (laughs) to the fetishization of black men like what is it about a white woman (laughs) saying fuck me with your big black cock (laughs) that gets you are like hell yeah i'm gonna fuck her with my big black cock like if you have the time, email us <laughs> or DM and tell us. Like, I want to know. Yeah, because I just know. I don't know. I don't know if they if they know or care. I mean, there's obviously people who do. I don't stand for that shit. But like, there's plenty of y'all that do. I don't know if it's like due to like young age or inexperience. Because some people are just gross. <laughs> like some people. Some men are just like, oh, I'll, you know, they don't care. They don't care. But, like, it just makes me question. Remember, kings, you are people. You're a person with goals and dreams. My black kings, remember that. And even if you don't have goals and dreams, like, don't let people talk to you like that. That's so fucking crazy. I'm yeah. sorry. You ain't no object. You a people. You ain't no object. You a people. <laughs> Um, so then he's like, I don't like this shit, basically. And and he, this is the fucked up thing. She tries to accuse that he's, like, on the DL with her brother. Which is the oh, white boy. I miss that. Part. Which is the white boy from Pastiche. Like, her, her and Court are brother and sister. So, like, I mentioned that earlier. But she just went like, straight to it. Like, she flipped the script on him real fast. Um upsettingly enough so this cuts to coco so let's go back to coco coco had made that video um 
the white people find it hilarious. People are sharing her video um, all over the place. Coco, why did they do Coco like this? She became a joke. Like, she, they mopped her openly mm-hmm. with it. Like, that that hurt my feelings. Like, yeah. I was like, are you trying to, like, like, what is this trying to say? Is this trying to say that any news is, wait, what, what, what's that age old adage? What, like, any news is good news. Any press is good press. All press is good yeah. press or something like that. Some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but uh, the way they treat Coco in this movie, I just don't like there. There's okay, there's some mixed things here. Let me go back to Sam. We're just jumping all the place, we're just gonna keep bouncing around. Um, yeah, so they so Sam is with her friends, I think they're just chilling out in the dorm or whatever, like in the common area. And one of them starts rolling a blunt, like one of the guys. And Sam tells him not to stereotype himself. This also bothered me a lot. Sam doesn't seem like she would be fun around. Like, <laughs> but I'm also like, why? A, like, let black people do what they want. Like, especially the way some. We have this is well known already. I feel like this is well known, but the way that white people and marijuana and like the marijuana industry versus like white people and marijuana mm-hmm. is like the, the, the double standard the day and night. Yes. It's so ridiculous. And it's like, I mean, I gotta see like pot smoking grandmas and pot smoking nuns. And Oh my God, look at these nuns. They go in marijuana. But like the dude is like rolling a blunt <laughs> in the stressful ass school. And she's like, don't stereotype yourself. Like, Bitch, bruh, what are you talking about? It just she annoyed. Like, I don't see how. I okay, going out on a limb here. Only reason that she has friends and followers is because she's conventionally attractive. Like that could be true. That probably is very true. If she wasn't, or if she was Hollywood ugly, like let's say that she looked like one of Meryl Streep's daughters, oh, but black. Why would you? Oh. God, don't let me this talk about ugly. not Queen Meryl. Her offspring, they ugly. I'm sorry. Like every time I see them and stuff, I'd be like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> but uh, mm, I love a mama, but uh, all right. But anyway, if she was like Hollywood ugly, then she wouldn't have this gang of followers, like at all and while i'm continuing on my silky johnson right now you know (laughs) hater of the year 2002 (laughs) um y'all okay i'm gonna just talk to y'all like y'all my friends like i'm talking to ashley okay um tessa thompson ain't got the range y'all and she follows in the steps of greatness like she is a 2018 holly berry uh, Holly Berry is not a great actress, but she's very beautiful. Her best role was in Baps and Losing Isaiah, Gosh. maybe Boomerang. Um, it's mostly in black people movies and not you know commercial movies featuring a lot of white people. Um, Tessa Thompson is best in uh. 
movie. Uh, I can't even think of one. I mean, okay. she's okay in Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok, and uh, I think that's about it. She's all right. Um, like, I don't think she's, like, a super... I wouldn't say she's, like, some sort of, like, powerhouse actress. She's not, like, unwatchable. She's not unwatchable, but she's not worth us gassing her up as much as we do. I think most of the time when I hear about Tessa Thompson, I think I hear about it because she's pretty. Yeah, I think that's it. Which is fine because she is pretty. Like, I'm not, like... She's pretty. Like, for real, I'm not blind. She doesn't have it right. Y'all need to stop fan casting her as every black person in a black thing or every one black person that's in every like popular thing. Like that's not her role. Like that that's not it. Like it's okay though. Um y'all she y'all she can't be the next Zoe. We going to have to spice it up. She can't be the next Zoe. Which Zoe? Zoe Saldana? Yeah. Like Zoe was the new, she was like the 2012 Hallie. Mm. Where, no, maybe 2009. Because, like, you got uh, Star Trek, you got Avatar, you got random black people movies with Bernie Mac. Ooh, Black Death at a Funeral, that's a good movie. <laughs> like, it was everywhere. <laughs> and now that she stopped being everywhere, like, the only thing you kind of see her in now is in the Marvel movies. And now well, she, she did make- wants to finally admit that colorism is real. Well, she made and that she- Nina Simone movie, which we'll never, ever, ever, ever let her forget because no, never. that makeup was upsetting. Like, I don't know who thought she looked like Nina Simone. But it was not right. It- it, it was I know Nia Simone is somewhere cussing her out. Like, I just cussing whoever casted her and all that mess. <laughs> but in short, she doesn't have the range. She's an acceptable actress. She is okay. But let, let's, let's put some of that praise on somebody else with a little bit more talent, guys. <laughs> just a little bit more. That's fine. Oh, gosh. Oh gosh. Um that's all I want to say. Uh okay. So we are seriously bouncing around. My notes are all jacked up. Um so they're at this party. I keep mentioning this like little party that they went to. Uh so Troy and uh Coco happen to be at this pastiche thing. I don't know how Coco got there. I don't know if it's cuz they like He just went there cuz wanted to get attention i guess because she's got that video and she's getting like you know forty thousand likes and um they tell her that it got on buzzfeed i think they have a clip where she's saying dear white people is blacker than now propaganda from a bougie lisa bonet wannabe who smells like patchouli which was a lot (laughs) it was a whole lot um and she gets she's really pleased when they laugh at that which is kind of fucked up because I mean, just because they're you, not laughing with you. Yeah, they're not laughing they're with laughing you. They, I mean, they're not laughing directly at you at the moment, but like, it's not like they weren't laughing at you before for a different reason. Uh, so, so Troy and this other dude, this other white boy talking, and he says that white people are always late on culture because a white dude was like, "Oh, you don't know who this this 
uh jazz artists or somebody and like probably like i don't know who that is and the white boy's like you need to learn your history which is upsetting i would have fought him <laughs> like shut the that's right we fought him table. <laughs> shut up. like bruh what the fuck i i feel like people like to do that when they're like i know more about black stuff than you do and i'm like do you though do you though <laughs> Do you really <laughs> think about that one again? Uh, so yeah, Troy's like, oh, y'all get y'all are always late on culture. Y'all get country clubs and we get to say nigga, which I knew was going to open up the doors <laughs> of the BS <laughs> because they're talking about like, oh white girls are reparations that's what troy says white girls are reparations meanwhile we just figured out that like yeah. that he like kurt like the girl that troy is with is kurt's brother or kurt's sister so you're talking about white girls are reparations which is is gross that was so uncomfortable like i was like troy why did you say that in front of that girl brother yeah I'm like, like oh my god like, you're just flying off at the mouth <laughs> Boy, stop. And he, um, <laughs> so he, like, eventually, like, apologized to Kurt. And Kurt's like, you're just doing all this because you want to be on pastiche. Kurt thinks everybody wants to be in, in pastiche, which is true for Troy and not so true for, like, literally everybody else. And Kurt is like, I don't really like you, basically. But tells Troy that he can write the invite and, like, for their little party that they're going to have, which is the big racist party. And that if they, if if it's a good invite, they're going to have a contest basically between a a bunch of different people. And if it's a good invite, meaning if it's like, you know, clever and and witty or whatever, then he will be able to get on, he'll be automatically added to staff at Pastiche. So that's his little challenge for Troy. Uh, (laughs) The Black Dorm Group, meanwhile, is holding a rally. Are they arguing about holding a rally? Reggie wants to, and Sam does not, surprisingly. Um, I was trying to figure out why she didn't want I don't remember. To I, was, I don't know either. Maybe it's because, I don't know if this is at the point where she got, uh, she was confronted by the president of the school for her, like, her show and basically telling her, like, you need to tone it down or else you'd be, like, expelled or some shit like that. But she doesn't want to do the rally. That happens. That comes up a lot. Uh, Reggie calls her a red bone. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> why. I don't remember why. Sam is offended. They're like, and then they start making out like immediately after. And her t- white bay sees them, so he's he's hurt. Back to the party. Troy and Coco are actually there when they come up with the theme for the the actual big racist party. <sighs> so this bothered me a lot. They basically sat there and let them come. I think Coco even like gives them extra like ammunition for it. So they're they're yes. aware they're aware that this party is happening. I don't know they don't really give any sort of thought and I guess or insight into like 
maybe how Troy feels about it or how Coco, but they're, I feel like they're both doing it for the attention of these white people at this party, which they're not even funny or interesting. <laughs> so thanks. No. No, they're just doing it to like get, I guess more, I don't want to say clout, but I'm going to say clout. <laughs> they're there for the party. Troy has one of those, I want to mention this, fucking Troy and this stupid ass hat. These newsboy hats that some of y'all be busting out. <laughs> I want you to leave them back in the 1800s or wherever the fuck they came from. I'm sick of them. <laughs> That's just it. Oh my god! <laughs> you feel strong. I just I feel very strongly about newsboy hats. I don't trust them. <laughs> um. So while all this is happening, because all this we didn't forget about Lionel. I didn't forget about Lionel. Lionel can't go home because he still lives at the white dorm. He can't go home because it, the party is happening. It's invite only. That was so they, sad. Like, they made him leave. Yeah, they basically made him, like, wander campus because he can't go and sleep in his own fucking bed because they're just having a party. And this is the point. He's been texting the dean, like, the entire time or meeting with the dean and trying to figure out, like, what to do because he doesn't want to be in this dorm. But he doesn't feel, like, I guess, comfortable enough to live at, at the black dorm with all the black people. Childish Gambinoing it up, I guess. <laughs> So he doesn't want to go, but he's obviously going to have to do something. And in the middle of all this, all this stuff with like Coco and Troy and, and Sam, Lionel has been approached to write about the Black Dorm and like all the stuff going on, I guess, there because the the editor kind of flirts with him a lot and does really weird I'm- shit. I didn't think that editor was being like genuine. No, he was not. With- no, he was definitely not. I felt like he was just doing it just so like Lionel will write this piece because obviously he wouldn't be able to get close enough to Sam to write like from her perspective. And obviously he wouldn't be able to get close to Kurt for that. But Lionel, since he couldn't find a home, like seemed like the perfect person for it because like he could just hang out and nobody will allegedly pay attention to him because he still had that stupid ass afro. (laughs) So like, honestly, anytime Lionel would be in a room, like I would be looking at Lionel like, why is his hair so stupid? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, And the the editor actually assumes that he that Lionel is in the Black Student Union, like, he automatically assumes it, and Lionel's like, um, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> but okay. But he's, like, he's definitely, like, over, like, laying it on thick with Lionel, because Lionel is, I'm assuming he's in the closet, and so he's kind of getting, like, like newfound attention that he's never gotten before, so he's being, like, definitely being used while this is happening I don't know if he really knows or if he really is savvy enough to realize this because like when you're getting attention from like newfound attention that you've never gotten before that it can feel genuine sometimes and kind of you know blind to the truth so he's still trying to do all this stuff and write about Sam but he can't even go into his own fucking dorm. So he's just getting like tossed around by everybody. Like, 
he doesn't it's sad like lionel is sad he is really sad and i think it's kind of i think that the director of the movie is gay so i don't know if this is like some of his own experiences which is also kind of upsetting but then i don't know like i don't want to like assume that he was also one of the kids that got made fun of for being gay not made fun of being gay like couldn't fit in with the black kids and couldn't fit in with the white kids and had like a terrible set of hair so maybe this is is this like a is this a is this a satire of himself is this like a, a caricature of himself I, I, I hope not because that would be embarrassing <laughs> like if you're gonna like don't mm-mm, I don't know I hope that's not like I hope it's not I feel like yeah, probably some of it is based on his personal experience, yeah. and probably well, yeah, he did based on his experience at Chapman. Yeah. But I would be embarrassed to be like, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. that's just me. I would be embarrassed about it. Like, if a character, if that character was based on me, I would have made it a better character, yeah, more fleshed out. They seem so flat in some ways and like unrealistic in other ways that like like these characters are kind of not what they could be I guess um so back at the party Coco is coming on to Troy she tries to say that she's not into black dudes anyway <laughs> like Coco yes yeah because at the beginning she's what did she say she's looking for a gosling and the, her white friend was looking for Denzel. One of them said that at the beginning. I was like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> to each his own, I guess. <laughs> oh, bruh. So they... Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, so they sleep together. I mentioned earlier. Um, Which I actually... Okay, I didn't actually hate this scene. I actually think this is like one, I didn't one of the scenes I actually did like. So I'm... You know, brief second, brief break of being a hater. Uh, but they, and I like the song they had, like in the background. I actually sat up there and like stopped paying attention to the movie to Google the song that was playing. It took me like twenty minutes to find it. Um, I think it's called like Temple. Whoa, what? It's like called Temple by this dude named I think it's Sunny Cologne. I don't know how to pronounce his. His last name is like S-U-N-N-I. I think most people say he sounds like Frank Ocean. He's kind of got like that vibey music that I don't really like. But I like this song. <laughs> so I just listened to it on repeat. Um, but it was, they're like kind of having like a wake and bake with Troy's weed that he can finally smoke out in the open because his white girlfriend is not there. <laughs> and he can be himself. He can be himself and... So he's like, are you sure you're not into black guys? And she says, a girl like me is a placeholder for a guy like you in a place like this. Which is kind of like, hey, I know you uh, be chasing after not me. (laughs) (laughs) I know she be going, which is sad. I hate how that has to be like a conversation that people, that black girls have to have with people. It's better than you watch Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Is better than 
the episode when they went to the party that at was Jake's house awful. and all of a sudden I did not like that at all and the girl like freaked out on the yeah she freaked out on that white lady and was like like oh oh I don't even remember what she said but she like it made her look like a crazy person and I was like that is so fucked up okay another thing for our <laughs> black men who listen bruh if you date a white woman or Hispanic woman, Asian woman, whoever, like, bruh, as a black woman, speaking for myself and for a lot of my fellow black women, we don't care. <laughs> like, we we really don't I really care. Don't. Like, I don't care. You do you, boo. You do I you. I don't even care what famous Just people do it. That you're not dating a woman who has whites only Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's all I ask. I don't want you to be sitting out in the cold during whites only Thanksgiving. That that's all I want. I want and telling you us, to be happy. And telling us about it. Cause that <laughs> that's the real <laughs> Don't roast yourself on purpose. Like, don't roast yourself on accident by telling the world that you ain't invited to your white family's place. It was, it was on accident. I don't think you did I will never forget whites only Thanksgiving. Fucking awful. <laughs> My God. But I I enjoyed the scene as well between Coco and Troy because for once, for one, like for a smooth five minutes of this movie that seemed like it took three days to watch, um, they were able to be themselves. They were being authentic. They were being who they are. They had that open space to do that. And I liked it and for like five six seconds i contemplated watching the show to see what what happened next like i wanted to know did they become a couple but then i was like Brittany, love yourself and then i did oh gosh yeah tell us if in tell us on twitter if this show is any good i can't promise i will watch it but i just want to know because i i'm curious but also like after she's got to have it, I can't really be trusting Netflix all willy nilly like that. Like, Mm-mm. I watch a lot of Netflix, but sometimes I can't be trusting them. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, they're talking, and and uh, Troy tells her that he was dating. Uh, oh, her name is Sophie, the white girl. Her name is Sophie. Okay, Sophie. Um is a part of like their competition. So the competition between the Dean and the president, I guess they've been having this since college, which would include, you know, the fact that the president gets paid a whole lot more than the Dean does, unfortunately, even though the Dean is like way smarter. Uh, and so Coco tells him like, Oh, I want to be famous. I want people to know my name. And, uh, and he says, which one? So, Cause she's she's like embarrassed, like she's talking about her her name and how she's like this is like why did my basically why did my parents do me like this because it's like a it's definitely like a name that you would not necessarily see like commonly like I don't know is this like one of those names that like you know how some people's names will be like a mix of like their parents' names kind of like that. I had yeah. a friend like that. Like her, her, her dad's name was like 
Zelda with a D and her mom's name is Sonia and they like splash them together, like splice them together. Uh, but honestly, if Coco is trying to distance herself from her black ass name of Calandria, Coco is also a black ass name. Like Coco makes me think of Coco from SWV. <laughs> And her amazing. Yeah, Coco's the one with the nails, right? Yeah, all of them had nails, but Coco. I feel like Coco had, I don't know why, but I always think of Coco and the nails. That's the only one I think of. Bruh, yeah, I don't know if it's it's working. Maybe it's like an easier name than than Calandria, but. I mean, not really. I mean, everybody got to play cousin named Coco anyway. Yeah. Or real. And then what if somebody? Coco. What if somebody tries to be like, "Oh, is your name spelled C O C O A, like chocolate, like hot cocoa?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought about that. Like, wouldn't that be fucking terrible? Oh, what if one of those dudes at the party was like, "You want a little milk to go with your?" Cocoa? Right, they probably did. I wouldn't like, be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Ugh. <laughs> Guys, for the white gentleman listeners, don't if there like are this. don't do it. Don't ever ask if a black woman if she wants a little milk in her coffee, because like she might chop you in I the would. throat, and I wouldn't even blame her. Mi- <laughs> like don't Ms. do Piggy, it. Like, Miss Piggy, that it. bitch. Miss Piggy is always crying, chopping people, and so would I. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Um. So, oh, this is okay. Oh, so, Troy hadn't even broke up with Sophie, but like he he tells her that he smokes weed and writes jokes and raps or whatever in the bathroom, and then they break up. Um, and then he figures out that Lionel is in his room, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And Lionel has been moved in to Troy's room. In the dorm. Would you have a big ass room? I was like, your shit looks like an apartment. <laughs> I was like, yeah. shout out to you having a dean for a dad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, girl, we did not have shit like that. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, the white people, Kurt and them, and Troy also get shit thrown at them when they try to enter the black dorm, which I think is why <laughs> Troy's already pissed off. Uh, and Later on, Lionel finally con- gets confronted while he's at, uh, I guess, in the the, what, the cafeteria or whatever. And they ask him why he's not a part of the Black Student Union. He says he's not Black enough because he likes Mumford and Sons, which, first of all, who the fuck likes Mumford and Sons? Like, real talk. But also... You're not the only one, bruh. Like you never are the only person. Like you're no, not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like the stereotype that black people don't like rock music. When I mean, if it wasn't for us, <laughs> if it was not for us, I feel like y'all would just be discovering that like <laughs> like yesterday or something. Have you heard of this? I heard of that rock and roll music, like. <laughs> there's plenty of people who have been involved in like even fucking I don't know what you call Mumford and Sons but they got 
banjo man. bluegrass yeah. maybe bluegrass is some something i would not listen to but you know what you got a choice and that choice is yours <laughs> But yeah, so the dudes, one of the dudes is like, oh, we're not all homophobes. I'm listening to Frank Ocean. Why would y'all say that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, so later, the dean stops Sam while she's walking. He's asking about, like, the rally. I guess he's trying to get inside information. And he also tells her that her show is racist. And she kind of does the whole, like, you know, black people can't be racist because we don't have the power behind like institutionalized racism. So prejudice, yes. <laughs> racist, no. But he also questions if she's overcompensating for being biracial. Which I, okay, for him to be the dean and asking that is like inappropriate, like severely inappropriate. I guess from him being a black dude asking a black like one black person to another i still think it's kind of like it's definitely is not okay kind of to ask, even though he she's definitely that's exactly what she's doing for the most part but like it's kind of like damn dude like i mean are you trying to get fired <laughs> can you ask this can you ask these questions and the thing about it, it would be different if he was a different kind of dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, now he was actually, like, looking out for her and not, like, yeah, trying to one-up the white guy, <laughs> the president, and trying to, like, kind of, like, smooth his son into, like, this weird image that he thinks he should be. He's he's not really there for his black students. I guess it's, it's more like a figurehead kind of thing. Like, he's not really... He's definitely probably one of those people like I'm not partial. I'm here for everybody, kind of thing like that. And and when his like black students probably really really need him, he's like, he's like, oh, um, Ooh, so oh. Uh, about that. And um, uh, yeah, uh, okay. This was a great so talk. I, don't you think? I'd love to, but you see. <laughs> Like, nah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so meanwhile, uh, they're trying to start the rally. <laughs> they have the Dean, I guess, like they call the, one of the signs is Dean Uncle Tom. So I guess it's like a direct action or a re- direct reaction. Oh. Fucked up. Um, but maybe justified. I don't know. I feel like it, uh, I don't, uh, maybe. And then Sam is like, do I have to speak of this? So Sam already don't want to be in charge. And Reggie's like, yes, people are here to see you. And during this whole thing, she's been like getting weird phone calls that don't sound good. And it's basically about her dad. Uh, which ha- he it's implied that he has some sort of like health issue. We don't like actually hear like what it is uh like explicitly. But she starts crying. The TA runs up because uh because Reggie's like, What's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing anything? Like what like what's your problem? Why don't you want to speak? And the TA is kinda like trying to like rub and defend her honor, which I mean, like, I mean you making it hot. <laughs> the TA is making it hot. <laughs> Cause nobody knows that she's with like this dude because he's white. And 
he also asks like Sam, like, what do you see in Reggie? Because he caught them kissing. And her answer is he's the only single brother on campus. I feel bad for girls, but I also get it, but I also feel bad that that has to be like the only option because it's kind of like Dap, where Dap is like dating, what's her name, Rachel? Like Dap from school days is dating Rachel and she's like you're only dating me because I'm I would fit like your pro-black image it's the same with Sam it's I don't even know if she likes Reggie I don't think she does I think she's just doing it for like appearances in okay I'm glad that you brought this up because that I'm I it seemed honestly even though um, the director, writer, director said that this isn't, he didn't want to be the next Spike Lee. Like, Sam is dap. For like, real. Sam is dap. But dap is about that action. He, he protested things. He stood by his beliefs regardless. Like, he almost lost his relationship with Rachel because he was so headstrong in his beliefs like he believed everything that he said and he was marching he was protesting he was protesting the greek system he stood by what he believed in Mm -hmm. whereas sam is all talk like sam is all talk yeah when it gets like hot like she's like oh no 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 and to be fair she does have like family issues but also she doesn't want to speak Suddenly, even though she's been speaking on this Dear White People oh, show, right, yeah. yeah, she's been, like, speaking and, and not to, like, make her, like, the spokesperson for all the Black people on the on campus, but, like, she ends up being, like, head of the dorm, like, head of house, or I don't know what the term they use for that. Head of house sounds like something from Big Brother. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, yeah, she's she finally is in a position of, of genuine, like, how not genuine power but like she has a an a place where she can actually institute like change beyond commentary and she doesn't want it at all she she could talk the talk but she couldn't walk, walk the walk it like a talk it. and walk it like a talk it. <laughs> 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 but honestly you know what i was like bruh Am I Sam sometimes? Because yeah. I be talking a lot of shit and then be like, so Brittany, do you want to go protest this? And I'm be like, uh, so who all gonna be there? Uh, so what the weather gonna be like? Oh, Lord. Uh, God, I can't go because my migraines spread. <laughs> like, my brain starts spazzing out and then I'm gonna start st- stuttering and stuff and I don't, I don't, want to be protesting and then have a migraine if it's too cold you know my migraine might act up again so i'm gonna have to sit this protest out <laughs> um so i identify with sam like that and though i thought about like martin luther vest and despite how i feel about him he i i believe that he pro like he profited 
off the pain and suffering of others, regardless of whether you think so or not. Even if he wasn't paid monetarily, he was paid in recognition and he was able to um, even like, like pursue his political career. And even though he stole, uh, like became the spokesperson for a whole movement started by LGBT black women, mm-hmm. he <laughs> did things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did things with that vest though. But he did things. And you know what? Knowing that I'm full of shit, I respect him for that. I really do. If you enjoy the works of Martin Luther Vest, I commend you. Don't come at me. Okay? We're all entitled to our opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think it... It. I don't think that that everybody should feel like if they aren't out there physically protesting that they're not contributing in some way or form because that shit is dangerous like i mean we had the thing yeah went in dallas a couple years ago and that's when that whole like how many i don't know how many cops got shot but like cops got shot people got shot like it was a lot and it was supposed to be like a peaceful like protest like it wasn't even supposed to be like no like you know it wasn't like people brought tanks and shit and tear gas and whatever like it was low semi-local there there can't be any if the protest is involving black people Mm -hmm. and the rights that we should have and deserve it will never be a protest like a peaceful protest like we are protesting peacefully but being a black person in america now like off rip you it's assumed that you're going to get aggressive. Yeah. Like you could literally be minding your own business and some shit will pop off. And that's sad. So I really commend everybody who does like who talk the talk and walk the walk. I re- you really have my respect and I want to thank you for putting literally putting your life on the line because you don't know how these protests or these walks will go left. And I feel like a lot of them go left way too quickly and they go left for no reason. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yes. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. But back to, um, back to Sam. So (laughs) (laughs) not to like, not to cut you off, but like, I mean, you basically said it. (laughs) Basically, I mean, you said it like, I mean, it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's not, it is really. It's dangerous. not just like going out and holding the sign and making it home. Like, I mean, you might not make it home. So, if you do go and protest, like, shout out to you because not everybody's built like that. That's for sure. Like, that's yeah. to definitely to be said. So, but yes. So Sam definitely does not want to do this rally anymore. I think she's also distracted by her dad, which is fair because family problems, you know. Um. So the TA follows her back to her room. I guess he's trying to like help her and like cause like to like uh calm her down. But the question is that the, okay, their little conversation like kind of was like okay, and then it went left because <laughs> she like it accuses is- the TA of trying to be down because he watched Do the Right Thing in high school, and this is when he said, "I'm trying to be down. How long did it take you to get your hair like that?" And he called her a tragic mulatto. Yeah. And I was like, 
It's like, oh, this ain't your lady? <laughs> Fucking tragic mulatto. If you, I'm tired of your tragic mulatto story. That was not his lane. That was not your lane. Like, that don't even your fucking highway to be on, bitch. (laughs) You need to be on, like, little back roads, bitch. (laughs) We're on the expressway. (laughs) Like. (laughs) But, like. Oh, my God. That over-familiarity stuff is, like. It's not. It's not the way. It's not. mm Mm-mm. It's not the wave. Don't do that shit. Like, I feel like we're turning into the dear white people. Like, but seriously, do not do stuff like that. Or you're just like, I've heard a term, so I'm going to use this term. And I I know what it means because I, I have read fucking James Baldwin or whatever. Like, don't do that shit. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> just learn, learn to listen, number one. And number two, don't take fucked up shit like tragic mulatto story and like throw it in people's faces like that like that's so gross um know your lane know your lane just know your lane and stay in it so this is the thing that i guess the ta also comes up and he's like you basically are overcompensating which has been established (laughs) we've established multiple times now um because she's been telling people that her favorite director is spike lee when it's actually Really, Ingmar yeah, Igmar Bergman, and that she also likes Taylor Swift. I don't know what to say about that, but like, I um, Taylor Swift did have a bop. She though. did, you know, she had that one song like, about rosy cheeks. What the fuck was that song about? Wait, hold on. She had that uh, the style, style. You had to know and do I forgot the words, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't know that song. The song I'm talking about is Wildest was Wildest Dreams. They almost got me with that one. Wait, the her fake Lana Del Rey song? Yeah, it's kind of very kind of a little de- a little depressing. <laughs> a little depressing. I mean nineteen eighty nine was a good album. Y'all. I've only, I've only like, heard that. I'ma just be honest. It's it, it's a good album, minus that I love New York or whatever was happening in the beginning. <laughs> but the rest of it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Taylor Swift aside, like I think again with the Mumford and Sons and all that, like it's okay to like quote unquote white shit. Like it's not if you like white shit, it doesn't make you any less black at all. Like look at me. Look at the both of us. Like, <laughs> look at the fucking both of us. Like, it's not, like, you don't, I don't, I don't like when people are like, you have to only like these things. And I get where it comes from because a lot of, like, white media does not portray black people in a good light or any light sometimes. Sometimes they just, they're like, oh. Y'all are on here on this earth. That's crazy. We didn't put you in this movie though. So. <laughs> it's it it can it, it yes. We've had this discussion many times. Better, I guess, more articulate people have had this discussion many a time. <laughs> you know, my ass can't talk for shit. But it's if you like the boy band, if you like the white girl pop singer if you like 
fucking, I don't know, anime, which ain't white, but like we associate it, I guess, with geeky white boys. Like, if you like that shit, it's fine. I don't think people can like, I don't think it's even common for people to assume that you, that if you like these things, it's white shit. I think a lot of people have these weird hangups from when they were like in school. I like Charles Gambino, but like, like, <laughs> I won't, I won't let him rest. My foot is on his neck. Uh, it is. Yeah. Oh I don't, don't think, I think it's unfair to yourselves to do that. Like, I think it's unfair to people to do that to themselves, partially. Cause I'm like, why are you just like, if you like the shit, you like the shit. Like, it, don't apologize for it. That's like a be who you are. Be who you are. Love yourself like Justin Bieber. Did you say love yourself like Justin Bieber? Wait. Ain't that a Justin Bieber song? Is that really a good song? It'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to sing something, but it, it wasn't. No, just that boyfriend be- song is hot. I still like that boyfriend song. I don't care. Oh, boyfriend. He wow. was a bop. I don't. I'm sorry. He looks never let. He looks like yeah. riff off right now, but like he, it was a bop. He does not. Don't do Jody High Roller like that. He don't look like no damn riff raff. Go left at any point. As soon as he gets a grill again, it's over. As soon as he make oh he god up with Usher again, it's over. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> I forgot. Man, we should sue Usher for Justin <laughs> Bieber, bruh. We just sue like, Usher for that fucking We should take out a class acting up. What's that? Al- for introducing us. That fucking album cover that he had where he looked like he was crumbling. What? what? Have you seen that album cover Usher had where he was like, looked like he was a crumbling the one, statue or whatever, but he was the way he was like that's that like that sculpture from that Lionel Richie video. <laughs> but it looked like he was like he was like <laughs> like I don't know how to say it. Like he was flaking away. <laughs> it was so disgusting. Mrs. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I made myself sad. Sorry. Peter Parker did not deserve to go out like that. I don't even know if this is Usher. I, I love my Peter Parker. Is this a- Peter Daquan Parker? Peter Daquan Parker. I love my <laughs> Okay, let's get. I love my. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Um, so, um, after all this shit with the whole TA and shit, Reggie and them are beating down the door and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Uh. Uh, I'm about to call her Tessa. Samantha gets a call. Her dad is all right. So she's all right, I guess, even though she still ain't going through that rally. And the TA decides to make it hot. Why? All right. Why y'all do this? He just opened the door on Reggie like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, like what? damn, like, did she say, Boss did up. she say she was ready for all this? Like, like, you just be pushing her into stuff? Like, Bruh, you can't just be doing other people. Uh, so fucking TA. Back to Coco. Coco was meeting with the reality producer. He, her, and him have been meeting like on random uh, points in this thing. I, 
I honestly thought the reality produced reality TV show producer was like, I don't know, almost made up. Like he doesn't really have a big role. Like you don't see his crew or anything, or like them scouting or him talking to like the dean and stuff. Like he's he pops in like a weird character. I don't know, like almost like a ghost. <laughs> He's, he's not there there to make any part of the story like to be relevant to any part of the story is he like the ghost of Winchester Negro's past or <laughs> maybe you should I don't know <laughs> my god so like the whole reason I like the whole thing with Coco and him like he's talking about making a show called Blackface White Place, which gross. <laughs> um, and this is when Pat. So oh. this is when Coco has decided that she is going to MC the pastiche party and then do a vlog. Which I don't get. Like, how do you MC a frat? Party? How do you MC a frat party? And how do you MC a frat party or? What I don't know, comedy group party, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, why do you do that? But then you know what the theme is. Like, Coco a mess. Like, they wrote her so wrong. And this sad because like Tiana is beautiful, is amazing. Like, she's gorgeous. She's a good actress, and like, this is what you got her doing. Like, that's sad. Yeah. It makes me. So, um, so plot twist: the dean has gotten news that Sam is not actually the head of the dorm because Reggie has hacked the server because she was still getting votes. <laughs> he didn't turn off his program. Oh, way after. Yeah, like way after. So she was still getting votes after the whole thing was over because it was like electronic voting or whatever. And so Troy is still the head of house. Yay, order has been restored. "Quote unquote." Um, the president is talking to Sam. This is when he talks to Sam because he says something that's so like inappropriate. But he says, "You long for the days when black people were hanging from trees and being denied actual rights, so you'd actually have something to fight against." Now we have been <laughs> getting in Sam's ass for like the last two hours or whatever, <laughs> but. That is so fucked up of him to say because he's also talking about like it's it's post racial America like there's no more racism, and I think people really do still think that unless it's like a like the KKK burning a cross in your yard, like there it's not racist. There's so many like little nitpicky things. I think people are just start like white people are just starting to understand like microaggressions, which have been perpetuated so often that <laughs> that it's so hard because like some of these things are so like so minuscule in like uh, I guess in terms of the larger conversation or like I mean we can't even get people to admit like actual things are racist anymore like that's how how deep it is now like me saying like don't fucking touch my hair like that won't even like move the, the <laughs> they don't even move the radar to some people because they don't see that as like a problem, even though like But your hair's so gorgeous. Dude, they're having me the other I, how do you get it like 
That happened to me the other day because I decided to wear my hair down for like the first, like my coworkers have not seen my hair down in like a year almost. So I just like finally wrote my hair down because I was uh, trying to figure out what to do with it next. And like, like she came up to me and she touched my hair and like she knew she wasn't supposed to because she was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, then why did you do it? <laughs> it doesn't, it's not like, it's not enough to be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Don't touch people. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what do you, and I think it's partially because they are assuming that our hair is going to be like rough or like some sort of weird texture. And I'm like, it's curly hair. It curls and it's soft as fuck. And don't touch it. <laughs> I work really hard. <laughs> Even this hair is soft as hell. Oh my god! Oh my god! Microaggressions are truly the the. Uh, they are they are so it's some bullshit, man. Like it's so like undercover. It's like sneaky. It's like sneaky racism because you're just like, oh, I did, I didn't know, I didn't know. It's not the same as like, oh, I, you know called you the n-word or whatever like, it's not the same it's not on the same scale i guess it's important because it's pretty much the only thing the white people will kind of recognize sometimes as being racist but then if you say hey please don't say nigga like that's not uh cool but i don't know why i can't say it <laughs> please oh bruh bruh you just made me have a flashback have i okay have i talked about the nigger conversation no. we used to have in high school. No. Okay, so in freshman year, our American history class, I feel like every like the like every two months or so, we would have a debate about the N-word. And when I was younger, like so me at 14, I was like, hey, I don't I don't think that's a good word to use because you can't like you can't repurpose that word to mean anything good given the history behind mm -hmm. it. And that's where I was coming from. And then my like this is in my class it was like six five six black people. Mm -hmm. And and this was out like a class of like between 26 to 30. Um, but my friends were like, no, like we could, we could say that word. Like it's a word we can say. And one day this guy that I have known, like I had known at that point since sixth grade. So like going on four years, he was like, well, we invented the word, so we should be able to use it. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> oh my and God. The class just like erupted and he got cussed out. It was like very close to being a girl-led mini race war <laughs> in our like freshman year American history class. Oh my god! So, like, I think racism, honestly, at this point, the only way that you know that you're a racist is if you call a black person a nigger. Like, that's how you judge racism or like how i think some people judge mm -hmm. racism like if it's co overt racism like straight up like hey you're a nigger that's racism and that's it that's 
the only thing that's racism to them, but so many other things that are racist. Like so many other things. That's the word I wanted to use, like overt and covert. Microaggressions and things like that are very covert. And so people are like, oh, I don't get what the problem is. And it's like, it's dehumanizing, number one. Also, don't touch me. (laughs) Like, don't touch me. That should be the main rule. Like, do not touch me. So, oh, dear. This is such a fun, (laughs) fun conversation. But seriously, that president should have been fired. Like, yeah, that was very inappropriate. Like, he shouldn't have had that conversation with a student, especially a student of color, regardless. Like, that was was racist. Sam, you should have gone on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> you should have videotaped them and exposed them. Twitter and been like, uh, oh yeah, because you need like, well yeah, that would have been better. But <laughs> oh god, she'd have been a Twitter do your thing type of person. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that to be supported. I'm not saying that either. <laughs> oh god, I mean, Twitter do your thing has. It's advantages. It has some advantages. I also saw one person being like, please stop doing Twitter. Can you do your thing or Twitter do your thing or whatever and just like learn how to fight? <laughs> no. Because one girl like, was like, people are making fun of my sister in school and just, I just want retweets to show her that she's pretty. And she's like, and some girl was like, listen, oh. listen, man. I, I'm just, <laughs> it's like, y'all gonna have to start learning how to fight people or something because we can't be doing this every week. I felt bad for the girl because, because then the girl deleted it. And I was like, damn. She just want to retweet. Oh, I'm like I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, I had to be you. <laughs> I, but that's a point. Now, sometimes that's a point. Like, and then sometimes, like when you get them, like white dudes with their taped up Nikes because they ain't finna buy some new forty dollars shoes. So he just put like tape over the Nike mm-hmm. check, and he's just like going off on you, calling you nigger and all kinds of crazy stuff like sometimes I think about like whether or not I would fight that person mm-hmm. but most of like if you fight that person and you don't have videotape proof you go into jail because you black yeah don't um don't don't get out here don't be out here getting snatched up by the law because that don't usually end well we have seen that many a time but you know if you can if you can get away with a little little cut cut here and there <laughs> not cut but but like <laughs> look at that you can just get one good you know bitch <laughs> in there <laughs> sometimes that's enough i mean it won't it won't be the bomb but you know it won't it won't fix everything but you know it might you know make if, if that's a nice release to call somebody bitch <laughs> It just is. Oh gosh. So, um, so yeah. So the president basically says, "We're killing your show. You're also no longer the head of the house." Um, and then also he cancels the that he cancels Kurt's party, which I don't know how the party gets put back on if it gets canceled. At the end, they reveal. How? Oh. So, in the end, they revealed that somebody 
with a password that's numbers like a certain someone, Sam's student ID, sent a group email. Oh, yeah. So that's what yeah. the dean, the dean of students, um, um, Dennis Haysbert, that's who like was having this conversation. And Sam's reasoning was like, well, if the party was canceled, how did all these people have this stuff ready to go? Like, they shouldn't have had this stuff ready to go if the party was canceled. Mm -hmm. Because the party is a blackface party. Like, it's like Colton Haynes on Halloween. Like, everybody is in blackface. Yeah, bro. Okay, y'all. can't do that shit. Like, he... Blackface is never a good look. Ever. It's very offensive. It's never. It's 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 just gross, guys. It's gross. Like it's not even funny. It's gross. I don't know why. I don't. And, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like because like our brains are like not brains, but like our understanding of like society and stuff is different. But like it would never just occur to me to put white stuff on my face if I'm like dressing up as like a white person like I was Glenda the Good Witch a couple years ago and I did not why would I put white shit on my face like it doesn't make sense because some people were like I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know like are you sure you didn't know did they try to see me like Shirley of Community wait 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 do you want no I did but when did they do that when Shirley dressed up like um they did it to her twice. When one Halloween Shirley dressed up like Harry Potter and they kept asking if she was Urkel. Oh Jesus. And then one year she dressed up like Glinda the Good Witch and they asked her if she was Miss Piggy. Oh no. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Damn, they did her dirty. Wow. They mm-hmm. did. Uh, n- well, nobody did that to me. I think people, somebody thought I was a tooth fairy, and I was like, Do I have teeth on me? I don't have any fucking teeth. <laughs> I don't have any teeth on me. Like, what the fuck is that? But I was just in a big old pink dress. So people were just like, You're a fairy godmother. And I was like, Close enough. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into this party because we've been busy like hinting at it and talking about it. So the pastiche party is for unleashing your inner Negro. And it's all the stereotypes of black people that white people always want to be, basically, because y'all can't come up with anything better when y'all try to make fun of black people. I don't know. It's for a comedy for a comedy group, it ain't very comedic. <laughs> no, it's all low hanging fruit. It is. Like, oh, your party. We got on gold chain, everybody eating watermelon and drinking forties. Oh, somebody mentioned fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like girl like and like it's purple drink there's a black face statue of liberty i don't know how that works there's rap music of course there's just shit everywhere it's fried chicken i'm pretty sure there's fried chicken it's like a non-stop barrage of like black face bad wigs gold chains gold teeth like it was bad. Like the most clever thing about the party, though, 
was Coco showing up in a so, blue wig. So let's talk about this wig. So she showed up at the party at this little ugly wig. She's trying to vlog and she's like, why are white people so obsessed with black people? Why are black people addicted to blonde Barbie doll weaves? And I'm like, because black people look good as blondes. Thank you. I've been a blonde. I know several blondes. And we look good, girl. <laughs> but she, she, okay. Her videos, I think she's trying to be like, I don't know if she's trying to be like a like a centrist in them because she like complains about white people, but then she'll complain about black people and try to say that they're doing the same thing. So I don't, her videos basically, I mean, we've said it before, she's trying to get attention, but she is immediately uncomfortable. And I think uh, she hears like people making fun of her, which I don't know if she expected, but like, like, look at what people are wearing. <laughs> why wouldn't they come for you as well? I don't know why. Ugh. The writer, Justin, why did you do this to Coco? I don't. Coco deserved better. I'm sorry. I just feel like she did. Because did. I would rather hear about Coco than I would hear about Sam. That's just it. <laughs> like, that's just it. So she cancels on them. Um, and just like, I can't, I can't empty this. I can't do this. And I was like, well, finally some, some sense <laughs> coming out Coco. And so they, I guess Lionel here's Lionel's at the party because he's meeting the editor that's been flirting with him this whole time. And the editor gets all like handsy and weird and gross. Even though, like Lionel's kind of into it at first. And I'm like, Ooh, this is uncomfortable. Cause this looks like, I think he said something really, um, does he say something? Yeah. Weird. And yeah, he said something weirdly, um, I cannot remember what he says exactly, but it's, like, kind of suggestive, but, like, again, in a, like, a, fuck me with your big black cock. <laughs> I think I said that, like, five times this episode, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like Lionel's kind of like, uh, all right. So <laughs> Lionel goes back to the dorm and he tells everybody about this party. I think he's trying to get Sam to like go off on people. And Sam is like, um, I don't want to. So like, what? Oh, I know what the editor says. I found it. He says, I could eat you like a Hershey's. Oh no! Uh, going back to what we said earlier. No. Please don't do this. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, oh, so please don't be in my ear talking about. I can eat you like a Hershey's. If I was Lionel, I'd be like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna peel on out of here. By the way, Lionel has finally cut his hair <laughs> by this point, which praise God. I think Troy does it for him. So him and, uh, and Troy are kind of. No, he still has that. Wait, though. did he? At the oh, part. shit. Did he? Oh, but they yeah. talk about cutting his hair. Yes. yes. Okay. So there's hope on the horizon. It doesn't happen quick enough for me. <laughs> but it, yeah. So, um, so they all run back to the party except for Sam. I think Sam comes up later. 
she has a super eight camera yeah she films it which is smart um but i didn't like how he was kind of like trying to get her to be like the i guess like kind of like the attack dog in this situation like i thought that was unfair to her because i mean number one like yeah she's known for being the girl that will snap on people and stuff i mean is she about that life not really but like she at least is known for being outspoken but it's like lionel you gotta like step up and stop being like a little bitch baby <laughs> and get, go up there it's like you recognize the problem don't come around to sam and being like hey hey so because so many people do that especially like on twitter i see that all the time where they'll be like oh so so you can talk about this oh or they'll tag people like oh do you see this happening? Go, go do this. This person's being racist. And I'm like, okay, if you see the racism, go ahead. <laughs> the door is wide open. Go for it. I don't like when people try to bait black girls into being like attack dogs for them. Like, you got a mouth, use it. <laughs> oh, God. That's that's me and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. all the time. What people bait you and stuff it's like sometimes. Or what I what happens often is that I for me I don't like to see people being mistreated, mm-hmm. and I just I like I can't stand by and watch it. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I'm I'm like the first person to say anything about yeah. it, and then you get later that some people like will come around and be like I'm glad you say that I'm I'm so glad that you said that I agree 100% with you and it's like where were you thanks <laughs> like I, I wish I would have had a little backup but okay if I gotta leave the pack this is just what it's gonna be yeah. I guess that makes sense yeah I mean it's it's unfair that we get put in that position a lot I'm like Ugh. I mean you see it happening? Go for it, bitch. Like, <laughs> don't wait for my ass. Go for it. So Lionel goes up and he, the first thing he does is go for the DJ equipment, which is smart. <laughs> and then suddenly it's a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Coco is talking to Sam or somebody and he's like, She's like, white people pay money to be like us because they want to be us. I'm not protesting a Halloween party. But then she like runs out of the thing, I guess, when the party when the fight starts. And I think mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I mean, I I feel on the fence about that statement about the pain might be like us because they want to be us. I don't know if they want to be us. I think they want our features for sure. I don't know if they want to be us. The struggle, no oppression. Yeah, they don't want all the other stuff, like that actually comes along with it. Because it's it's easy to think like, oh, the music and the fashion and the you know the the clothes and the style and the body and all that. But like, if it's like that every day for you, like it's not. First of all. The clothes and the meat and stuff, that's not for everybody. Like, that's not everybody's, like, actual realities. Like, that's, you know, a very small subsection of Black people that have that at their disposal. But, yeah, like, we've talked mm-hmm. about in this show. Like, it's not 
it's not easy <laughs> out here. Like, but like not in the slightest. And I don't, I feel like it's, it's not, it's not true. Or at least it's like a half truth. I don't, I wouldn't say that people want to be us at all. Or they, they want to be what they think is like us, but then what they think we are actually like is like a really gross stereotype. So then I don't know if they actually want to be, because I mean, if you think something is nothing but like slapping some paint on your face and and donning an ugly fucking wig, then do you really want to be us or do you just like being a dick? Mm. Both. I think it's both. (laughs) So the police show up. Of course, the news causes a riot. Um, They also ask, is it free speech or is it racism, which is unfortunately still relevant today. Like, every New York Times op-ed that comes out (laughs) kind of asks the same question, and usually it's always racism 99.9% of the time. Uh, Troy takes advantage and he of all this and he announces his run for student president um, because that's what his dad wants yeah, him to do too he parlays all this stuff into getting uh, that position um, Lionel goes back to I guess the paper that he was at before he started working for the, the white boy and he I guess the bugle was it called and so he goes back to the paper. Nobody reads his paper, but he's going to be, you know, he's recognized that he probably should stay at this paper rather than fucking around with these people. And he gets his haircut. He does get his haircut. Amen. <laughs> they take the wig off. And Amen. he looks like an actual black person. Uh, Coco and Troy. It seems like Coco wants to be in a relationship, but Troy says that she's bad for his image. So they aren't together. Yeah, he like curse her in front of everybody. Like in front of everybody in the dorm. And she's pissed. But I would be pissed too. And she should be. Yeah, because I'm like, after all that, y'all had that little understanding and stuff, and you still a bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> unfair for her, which is why I get so mad. This is why I was like mad about the whole thing for Coco, because it's like, I don't know if she, like, I don't think she learned much of anything when she, especially from the Halloween party, but, like, I feel like she deserved, I don't know, I just feel like they, they just, I know I've said this, like, 8,000 times, but I just feel like they did her wrong and that they could have, they could have really, I guess, said more with her character than they did. They just didn't. and. It just ended on like a weird, again, unresolved note. <laughs> the Spike Lee treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sam is finally wearing her hair out. She is moving out of the black dorm. This is the funny part, too. She says, Why? She says that stuff is getting too dramatic. Like, so you did all that. <laughs> And then you say it's getting too dramatic. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate Sam. Like, Sam is the worst. I hate her. Like, for real. I agree. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so this is when she reveals that people would, like, look at her crazy when her dad would take her to school. 
when she was little because she was white or he was white and she's black and so she started pushing him away and that's why I think she's feeling so like guilty because her dad seemed like he was like near death or some shit and so that's what it made it seem like but honestly if it was that bad she should have just left and went to see him and that would have been a better yeah reveal that would have been a better reveal and so just us figure out because we don't even see i don't think we see her dad we hear her mom on the phone but we don't see her Mm -hmm. dad at all or hear her dad so it would have been nice to like get that reveal because the way they revealed the ta her and the ta sleeping together that was like a really good i thought it was a really good thing because i was like why do they keep when they were doing it they were like walking together and i was like why do they keep walking together like they're still talking about this like they're not gonna break oh 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 they okay he's in a room <laughs> like like i thought that was a better surprise than 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 this reveal about her dad i was like all right i guess that's, that's cool um and then they're walking together and they're staring off at each other and like reggie and his crew are like what the fuck is going on but she's you know, she's too into the white boy to care. Good for her. She's finally ready to embrace that. <laughs> um, the president of the university wants to do the reality show. So the reality show ghost is not a ghost. Fuck. <laughs> 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 um, so there are, he wants to do a show like about the, um, the, the basically what happens that led up to the party because they need money since they have now tarnished the reputation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And cause they need the money. So, but they're going to do reenacted scenes and, uh, and like you said, we find out that the president or no, the Dean had, um, emailed everybody that the party was back on. So I guess to get back at the, the president of the school, so it's like a never-ending competition. So, like, do men ever grow up? That's a real good question. Men, no. men, if you made never. it this far, <laughs> what's up with that? Do y'all grow up? Do you, you ever grow older? up? Tell us. Do you ever stop competing with people who aren't competing with you? Because that white man was not going to be. Well, maybe he was. But this, I don't think that white man took that competition seriously. Like, it's like that good-natured ripping, like, with white people. But, like, from our perspective, it's like, I'm going to take you down. <laughs> I'm going to take your job. I honestly don't think it was, like, as serious mm-hmm. either. Like, not on 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 Mr. Allstate's <laughs> side. Yeah. Well, on his side. Yeah, the person uh, was like, oh, I mean, racism is over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and then the closing credits are, like, actual, like, news clippings of, like, real blackface college parties, which, I mean, we all know that happens a lot. If you think they don't happen, they're probably happening right now. <laughs> as as right now. As we speak. So, so, yeah. So, that's, I guess, the end of our very long discussion <laughs> of this movie. On a movie, On a movie that we hated, so I guess that's the key. We just need to like pick movies that we don't like. I'm gonna do better next time. Like, I, this was a mistake. I watched it like, as, I watched it what in like August. So parts of it were fuzzy, so I've already started to forget. So I mean, it's fine. <laughs> If you like this movie, okay. <laughs> All right. If you 
don't like it, good. I didn't like it either. You know, it's okay to like movies. Um, I would not recommend this to anyone. I mean, it it's trying hard to be important and it's just not. Like, nothing about it is really interesting yeah. because it brings up topics that are interesting to explore but it does nothing with it like everything is spelled out everything is literally told to you that it takes away some of the the statements that the movie is trying to make and it's a waste of time i mean if you were to watch it just thirst watch it for troy like that's what i would do yeah like, just fast forward to all the scenes that, what's his name, Brandon Bell is in, and keep it moving. You good. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I would definitely not recommend it to anybody. I know that there is a group of people that this movie is definitely for. I agree that I feel like this movie was trying to say something. It just did not say what I think it wanted to say, um, at least in the way that it could have. I don't know why so much of the criticism or at least social commentary was on the Black characters in a way that was not really on the white characters as much. Like, and I know we're following their lives and so we're following what they are going through. But, like, it doesn't... I feel like there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of, like, criticism towards, like, our, I guess, our quote-unquote four heroes. <laughs> but there's not that same... Like, keep that same energy with the rest of them. Like, I know, like... Like, it's obviously, like, yes, Kurt is a douchebag and, like, his sister's a fucking weirdo. And the president is a fucking weirdo, like, post, fake post-racial person. Like, it, ugh. Like, I just wish that it could have been, actually, I don't wish. I don't, no. I don't wish any of it. I don't like this. <laughs> like, we're gonna do these kinds of movies, like, do them right or don't bother. And I know that it's a big deal that you can do this movie at all. Like, I will give it that credit because, like, I don't think you could have a movie like this 10 years ago or so like I, feel, I feel like no. it would have been well maybe because that was when obama was elected so maybe i feel like honestly if it was made a couple years before it was actually made it would have been better yeah. if it was made a little bit later like let's say 2017 it would have been better yeah. like for whatever reason, that particular moment just wasn't a good moment for it. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, this movie is like watching a Tumblr post. Yeah. Like, and I was trying to avoid, I was trying to avoid being too hard on Tumblr. <laughs> because I know everybody is like, girl, Tumblr. <laughs> but like, it did feel like one of those like really like overly drawn out mile-long Tumblr posts that are very... That have been walked and commented on 
and edited and commented on and edited. And it's just like, please. And I think, um, and I think, I think those, those, those people are very knowledgeable because I, I know that people complain about Tumblr people coming over to Twitter, but like most of the conversations that are had on Tumblr, I feel like are had on Twitter are because of some of the, uh, like, that work mm-hmm. that was done was done on Tumblr because, like, I mean, y'all just stopped saying like y'all just stopped telling rape jokes like a few years ago. <laughs> like, let's not play ourselves, okay? Oh, Once again, yeah. straight men, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't like this movie. I think it could have been done better if it was done at all. I wish. There was again. I wish there was like a more black college comedies. I think that would be. I think that's needed and not like an area that's really being tapped into right now. And I don't know why. I don't think college comedies are really a big thing right now, either. Like all those like slapsticky like um, early two thousands gross comedy movies. I think they've like slowed down, which thank God, but also like. Where are they? I miss them. I miss them. Some of them are interesting. Some of them are a bit much. But yeah, I I would like (laughs) you know, when they redo dear white people and whatever, how many ever years, like just do it a little three years from now. Yeah, two years tomorrow. (laughs) We're gonna get the update tomorrow. (laughs) And then I don't know, maybe one day I will like be doing something where I can have uh, a little I'm not too worried about my time being wasted and I'll watch Dear White People the show maybe no real promises yeah I'm not gonna I'm tempted I'm very I tempted what, mostly because I want to see I, I want to see what they but, get like what they change and what they what they um keep the same because they don't that's the thing about where this movie ends too like I don't I fucking hate how how it ends so like abruptly after the party like we see what happens a little bit but like I would like to see like really like how the characters work after because it's like okay like Troy's school president that's basically what he was already fast tracked to be anyway and then or student president, whatever, and then like Sam is dating the dude, but like we don't see anything like how she's dealing with that shit, like how the relationship um turns out because I don't think they they think they still do that like in the show, but like it's not I don't know if it's they have more time to flesh it out in the show rather than in the movie, obviously, because the movie would be five years <laughs> long. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be tricked into watching the show. I know. You won't do it. God. I said I wasn't going to watch it, but I, I probably you're, you're am, y'all. Because you know I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, that was our episode. Um. We have, like, one. Oh, I want to give, I want to give a spotlight. I know we're, like, still talking. I don't know how. <laughs> but, um, I want to give, like, a little spotlight. We shout this person out all the fucking time, but we love Dablin. Um, Dablin wrote us our very first email like last month. <laughs> and you know, we we I forgot to read it um in our last episode, but 
Um, so basically, in a nutshell, um, she just said that I love you, ladies, and I adore every single episode you make. I swear she wrote this. I'm not just making it up. <laughs> and so she said, um, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. You're great. Basically. Um, so um, not to like, I guess, give too much away, but we hope to do something really cool with Davlin in the near future if you uh follow yes. her if you don't follow her i don't know what you're doing her handle on twitter is blurdy as oh no sorry blurdy af sorry i'm just gonna spell it all <laughs> make it yes. all out this b-l-e-r-d-y-a-f <laughs> and we can include her like name i guess in her in our um in our episode description because davlin's always live tweeting our episodes and uh she always has rode hard for us. I know we mention her like every fucking episode, but like we're gonna mention her. So but we love her for real. Like we love her. She's the best. Yes. And she's the best. And um she she does have a podcast that she's um doing with another friend, Lindsay. Oh, yes. They're on hiatus right now, but if you guys have time, check out We Know You mm-hmm. Care. Um on uh, iTunes, and we'll put a link to that in our description too for this yes, episode. Yeah, they have like forty episodes. So let's play a time to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I guess oh, where you can find us? That you should also send us an email. Like I don't know what what nobody talks to us. Yes, nobody talks to us. But you should send us an email. I check it periodically. Um, <laughs> that doesn't. If you can answer any of the questions I asked in this movie, um, in this yes, episode, like, so, please so answer. Our email is blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. You can uh, find our website at blackgirlfilmclub.com. Um, I mean, you can just find us pretty much at those places. We're always on Twitter, <laughs> which is upsetting. We talk so much shit about Twitter, but we're always on that bitch. And. <laughs> And <laughs> oh, and one of you actually, um, I wish I could find this girl's uh handle, but one of you requested a movie. So if you have like any requests, that would I mean that's perfectly fine. We have some plans for like our upcoming episodes, but I mean we're always looking for more. Um we pretty much don't follow any plan <laughs> anymore. We just pick pick randomly so uh yeah if there's anything you want to hear us like talk about or um you know if there's anything you think you might be interested in watching like hit us up we're always like available pretty much so yeah don't be shy i don't know what anybody's shy for like you don't like us i feel like you do maybe you don't validate love us please love us please (laughs) shudder Shudder, please love us. <laughs> Shudder. Shudder. Now you know. <laughs> you know. You know me. You know my heart. He's your sponsor. <laughs> okay, Shudder? Anybody else? Anybody else who wants to sponsor us? Like, shit, man. Help us. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is there anything else we want to uh, announce, talk about? Um, I know next month is going to be October. We're looking into like horror movies, even though we talk about them mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm, 
I want to do something really special and fun for you guys, but we just got to work it out. So I'm not going to say it and then not be able to do it. So once we figure it out, we'll mention it on Twitter and then yes. see what happens. So just keep following us on Twitter. Um, thank you for the the influx of people that came, that popped up a couple weeks ago. That was a nice surprise. Um, and, you know, we hope we don't disappoint you. <laughs> I mean... Y'all got to set y'all standards low, I'm going to be honest. Like, if you listen to me talk, your standards got to be after this low. Episode, after fun. this episode, girl, I don't know. We might. <laughs> <laughs> we might regret it. <laughs> we try it. Okay. We're <laughs> talking for like five hours. All right. Um. Okay. Well, I guess let's just, you know, this is it. Love you guys. All right, Bye. Guys. Bye. <laughs>